<laughs> so what you gonna do when you get out of here, cat daddy? Cat daddy. Oh, dog, just trying to live one day at a time, you know? <laughs> Have you seen the man talking, cry? Man. I've seen one day at a time. <laughs> it ain't nothing but a thing, though, bro. Yeah, I hear you, fool. Well, let me get up out of here. I'm a ride out here waiting for me. All right, cat. Take it easy, baby. Stay up for it. Peace. He greets his father with his hands up. Rehabilitated to life. Glad to be the man's child. The world is different. I'm trying not to sing along because I know it's going to be out of sync when the podcast comes out. It's hard, man. All he had Classic. was his mother's letters. Now he's mobile and he's got to make a change. And make I just remember now, too, I forgot to ask Jack so Freeman about one strike Oh, how he was doing? And he's yeah. He came up in the but he's smart and he's yeah, Scarface needs a kidney. He did a post on social media. Uh, he's in need of a kidney. I know uh, it was news that he had gotten coronavirus a few months ago. Um, and he, his immune system was already compromised due to, I think he has diabetes and some other issues. Yeah. So, yeah, it was scary for a while, man. I, I, was, I honestly thought we might lose him yeah. in those few months. Mm-hmm. Luckily, they said he was in ICU, I think, but he recovered. Uh, but now I think he uh, is still having some complications and needs a kidney. So hopefully he gets that done. We can't be losing face mob out here. Yeah, man. Already been too hard of a day, man. We can't add this on. Yeah. This, man, yeah. Yeah, hopefully you get well, get that kidney imagine together, man. And just keep living life. Then imagine life yes, sir. In the arms of your Needs to run for mayor again. Need that to happen. We need Scarface for mayor. (laughs) Was it mayor or like a councilman or something? It was councilman, I think. We need to be a mayor. Fuck that. If Trump can be president, I feel like anything goes now, dog. I heard, you know, the wrestler Kane is the mayor of some city right now. yeah. (laughs) I'm like, if Kane can be the mayor, we can have Bum B or like a fucking Scarface be the mayor of Houston. I, I agree. Nah, get I'm get Mayor Turner out of here, man. Yeah. <laughs> Put face mob in here. By the whole lot of snitches. <laughs> 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 That's like my favorite clip. <laughs> I'm I'm gonna probably post it again just for the hell of it. You should. Man. I hope you we have should. a whole lot of snitches. If you see somebody <laughs> robbing somebody, you you need to snitch on them. <laughs> and this was talking about the whole mask thing. Remember? When um we was tr- they were trying to get everybody to wear masks at the beginning mm-hmm. of the coronavirus and saying um that's where the whole snitching came from. If you see somebody being unsafe, talking about the restaurants and the bars, yeah, you need to snitch on them. <laughs> Ma- Look, I don't want to bring down a black mayor or a black another black man because I don't have any huge problems with him. But the the one of the worst things that come out of coronavirus was him having to talk every single day and, and, and have a press because you could tell he ain't had his shit written out, man. He yeah. was just going out the top of the dome and he yeah. was saying shit like, well, criminals, why don't y'all just need to take a break and yeah. relax. <laughs> I don't think that's how crime works, Mr. Turner. <laughs> you, you think the criminals think is like, all right, okay, okay bet. Yeah, I, you know, I'll relax from breaking the law. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I ain't, I, ain't, I ain't got to sell crack today, man. Turning you right, man. All right, dog. I, I ain't gonna ride this place, man. You, you right. I don't think that's that's how it works exactly. But uh, yeah, man. Uh, what the fuck were we talking about? Oh, Scarface, get yeah. better soon. Get better, man. 
<laughs> Scarface get better soon, man. We need you in Houston still. So hopefully, hopefully everything works out for him. Yeah. And of course, welcome to another. It's, it's, I, I'm running out of adjectives to describe the Jim and Juice show, man, because it's so dope now. We got all these dope guests now. We got contests going on. We got so much shit going on. There ain't no words to describe our podcast anymore. We out of them. <laughs> it's just completely amazing all the time. Mm-hmm. And we have another great guest for you today. Uh, the uh, always opinionated Jack Freeman is going to join us in a little bit. Y'all going to hear him break down how uh, the, how he's been during the pandemic, how he's been creating and doing some shows out here. And uh, also his takes on Tory Lanez, Meg Thee Stallion, NBA, NFL, you know, all, all the good stuff, man. So stay tuned for that. We're also going to announce the winner of our contest we had with the Skylab Houston. Mm-hmm. We have a winner. Yes, people did enter and we have a winner. Yes. So we're going to announce that at the end of the podcast. So stay and tuned for that. What they're going to win? They're going to win two hours of studio time. Yes. Um, a t shirt from the Gems of Juice podcast, a t shirt and a mask, uh, a beat from our, our guy, Mike Hadawi, and an uh, interview with us. They're going to get grilled by us. Yes, so I hope you ain't ugly because I'm definitely going to, I'm just kidding. I'm playing. <laughs> your music I'm might, playing. your music better not be trash either. We're going to talk about hey, that. Man, <laughs> hey, if, if your music is trash, man, it's a, I won't tell it to you because you did promote our podcast. I just won't say anything <laughs> about the music. Oh, bless your I'll, heart. I'll compliment your haircut maybe. Okay, so... <laughs> Yes, we will announce our winner. We will have you on the Jim Zooks podcast. So thank you, everybody who participated, promoted, retweeted, all that stuff. We love y'all. Thank y'all for getting the word out there. And of course, thank you to Micah Dowie at Skylab Houston for helping us set all this up. So anyway, Figgy, how you been, man? Quick, quick welfare check before we get into some bullshit. But how's this week been treating you, man? I, I know it was your birthday, by the way. Happy oh, birthday. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, thank you. Yeah. Um, how you been? My, my week been pretty cool, man. Um, I had a pretty good birthday. I went out to dinner. Um, Never really went out to dinner for a birthday before like that. Oh, wow. Yeah, not like in a minute. never? Oh, no, I, I did far back in the past, but as of late, it was kind of like a uh, birthday was another day for me. But um, this year, I decided to actually do some things. So um, yeah, went to uh, went to Papa Do's. I've never been to Papa Do's before. <laughs> oh wow! Okay. Yeah, we we don't have Papa Do's in uh, <laughs> in Cleveland in north northeast Ohio. So um, yeah, I just never um, been to Papa Do's. Wow. But um, Papa Do's like Papa Do's ain't to, to me ain't hitting like it used to. But you still have to go whenever you come to Houston, so it's still a staple, man. Yeah, it was pretty cool. And then the other thing, a lot of people were shocked by this, but um, I I never had gumbo before. So um, Papa Do's had some gumbo, some okay. like some um, seafood gumbo, and I um, ended up getting that. Which it, the the gumbo was in, it was all right, but. I definitely want to try some somebody's homemade gum, gumbo. And your sister says she makes some real good gumbo. She does. Yeah. Gumbo is one of those things, though. Like, I'll be real with you. You kind of have to grow up on it. I don't know of anybody who came from a place who never really had gumbo and then learned to love it later in life. 
I kind of feel like it's because I've been eating gumbo since I was a kid, but I understand how you coming from Cleveland, you know, you ain't gonna, y'all ain't gonna have gumbo all the time over there. So yeah, I, I don't know if you ever gonna love it like some people love it, but it is good when prepared right, man. So mm. yeah, you gonna probably like my sisters too. She be getting down in the kitchen. So okay, okay, but yeah, um, yeah. Overall, man, my week was cool. Friday, I actually took off from the show, so um, yeah, I kind of had a me day. I, um, the wife set set me up with a lot of stuff. I got a massage. I got a facial, oh, wow. stuff like that. Yeah, um, the mani pedi. So it was kind of like a chill day, and it was. I think it was good. It, it's it's kind of good to have those type of days once in a while, man. <laughs> but yeah, it it was a pretty good week. It was a it was a good birthday week. That's good, man. That's good. That and I I noticed that's kind of a trend on social media too about women spoiling men for a cert for their birthdays. Now G Herbo just had a thing where his girl bought him a Jeep or something. Oh yeah. I, I like seeing shit like that, man. I like seeing women spoil their man and get, cause every day is about fucking y'all. Okay. <laughs> every day is, about, we got Valentine's day. We got y'all birthday, which is a week long event. Mm-hmm. In a lot of cases, we got all these days for y'all mother's day. If you a mother, so yeah, yeah. It, it's nice to spoil it, man. Yeah, it was cool. Yeah, shout out to my wife, man. She um, she she actually put some thought into it. She she had a little <laughs> she she had a little note saying, "Hey, Aww. this is the first the first surprise," and blah blah blah. It was like breakfast. She made breakfast, and then she was like, "Oh, can you go in the bathroom and get blah blah blah?" Went in the bathroom. It was a note on the uh, mirror. Oh, like she played the game with you. That's yeah, so she was like, yeah, so this is, you, you get a massage and a facial at this address and blah, blah, blah. So I went there, got that, and then um, she was like, text me when you're on your way home. And so I text her, and she like, oh, look in the glove department. So I looked, and there's another note, like, uh, Manny and Patty on me. And so oh, wow. it, was, it was damn near like a scavenger hunt. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I kind of enjoyed that, man. Like I'm, I'm not a big, big, big gift person, but little stuff like that is cool. So it, it, it's, it's fun to you know do that type of stuff. So yeah, big shout out to her. That's nice. The last present was that sloppy, huh? I'm just playing. <laughs> that's, that's, that's every day, man. <laughs> hey, that's a, that's a yeah. No, it's funny because uh, when I was on my way home, and um, at the time she was at work, but she, I think she had like a half day. She like, mm-hmm. oh, your last gift is at home. So I'm like, all right. I'm like, shit, what is it? I, I'm thinking it's like a gift gift. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Got there, she in the bed. <laughs> just, oh, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, she wasn't like sexy or nothing like that. She was just like laying down from a long day. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, where the get? She like, me, I'm I'm home early. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, yay. I thought it was an Xbox, but okay. I appreciate yeah, I, it. I thought she pre-ordered that <laughs> PS5. <laughs> hey, but at least that wasn't all it was. Yeah. We had that conversation on the podcast before about women giving a man sex for everything. <laughs> Christmas, New Year's, yeah. birthdays, Father's gift. Day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah so, it wasn't that. No, that's, yeah. that's good to hear she put a lot of thought into it, but you know what this means, right? What? You gotta go all out. I know. I'm it's tr- her birthday now. Yeah, her birthday in April. I'm trying to plan shit now. <laughs> yeah. Nah, you got you got some time, man, but you got you gotta go big because you know she's expecting it now. Yeah. It, it's it's I hate that her birthday is in April because it's like right in the middle. 
So you got yeah. you got Christmas, and then you know that's that's like the biggest the birthday for real for real, and then um and then after that you know kind of sigh relief, and then you got Valentine's Day. You got to come up with something creative for Valentine's Day, which is mm-hmm. in February, and then April is her birthday. You got to come up with something creative with that, and then our anniversary is in September, September first. So. I got to try to find something creative for that. So it's never no long gap of woof. Like everything cool now. So I got a little time. It's like I got to constantly think of shit. <laughs> now nah, I feel you, man. And that's how it is with my mom, honestly. my mo- Like, because Christmas, my mom's birthday and her anniversary are all like clumped together. So <laughs> oh, that's just kind of annoying, man. I feel like I've taken them not to eat every fucking weekend, but... <laughs> It is what it is. No, that's good. You had a great birthday, man. I'm glad to hear that. That that warms my soul. (laughs) Happy for you, man. Yeah. All right. So there was a uh, new, I guess there ain't a lot of new releases to talk about, but there is one I heard. I also heard a Reason dropped an album. We were talking about TDE being silent. Mm -hmm. Uh, Reason did drop an album. I didn't hear it. I'm not really too hip on this guy, but I'm gonna give it a chance. I don't know if you heard it or, or into reason. Nah, I, I kind of wasn't. I always heard of him, but I never really went to his music like that. I did find the the tweet you did a couple weeks ago about Logic and Reason because yeah. I, I think was they like going back and forth or something. I forgot what it was, but um, just uh, Logic and Reason, some editing software programs. Yeah. Just that, that that was kind of funny. It was just weird hearing that <laughs> them in the that, same that, sentence. That was, a, that was a sleeper tweet for nerds, man. It wasn't appreciated. Uh, yeah. uh, I didn't really appreciate it till the second one came out. But it's all right. Yeah, that, no, that was no, for the nerds. I, I, to, I totally understood it. <laughs> <laughs> Log, logic and reason. <laughs> yeah, motherfuckers ain't and ain't really nerds like that. If you ain't get that, that I, I went over a lot of niggas' heads. That's why I only got one like, but it's okay. It's all good. <laughs> but yeah, I, I don't know what that beef was about. I didn't actually click the article. I don't care about logic or what he's doing. I thought he quit rap, so I yeah. figured I don't know what the fuck he's doing anymore. Mm-hmm. But I will check this out just because I ain't got shit else to listen to. So I'm gonna check out Reason. I'll give it a little more comprehensive review probably next week. But yeah. I did hear one thing that came out. Kind of controversially, now, Jay Electronica, uh, before he dropped this latest album with Jay-Z, um, he had an album that was completed years ago. I want to say almost 10 years ago, and it was called Act Two, the, I want to say, Parents of Nobility or something like that. Let me look at the actual... Because I had to resubscribe on title to get this shit. Oh, it's only on title? It's only on title. Oh, and the album is called, let me look it up real quick. Uh, Act Two, The Patents of Nobility. Mm-hmm. Um, this album was supposed to drop back, you know, I want to say like 09. He leaked the track list uh, on, on some social media, Twitter, I think, years ago. And it got everybody excited. It had a lot of Just Blades production, uh, Erica Badu features. Like it, it looked, this is when the Jay Electronica hype was at its highest. This album never came out. Now, fast forward, we don't hear anything about it. You know, Jay does his own mysterious thing where he's dating a Rothschild and then 
getting drunk on Twitter talking shit. And years later, we get the Jay-Z album, which the only song that's on there that was supposed to be on this real album was the Shiny Suit Theory album Mm -hmm. song. Yeah. So fast forward to now, apparently some hacker got this album and was leaking the songs for a price. Mm. And they were being put out. I, I don't know how this guy got them, but he was selling these songs and they were doing some kind of group funding where he would get so much money and he put out another song. And eventually the, the album did leak out like this. Mm. And Jay Electronica became aware of it. He tweeted about it and it seemed like he was happy that it actually came out. And he also tweeted that he is working on getting the samples cleared so they can put it on streaming services or a title or whatever. Mm. A few days later, the album actually does come out. And I, like I said, I resubscribe to title because <laughs> it's only on title now. <laughs> and I was looking forward to this because I always thought that we, we didn't get the good album. We just got the shit that Jay-Z and Jay Electronica threw together over a month. And even though I like that album, I always wondered what could have been if we got the real Jay Electronica album. him during the hype. Yes. Mm -hmm. And I listened to the whole thing. I ran through it a couple times. And I got to say, the the Jay-Z album was what we deserved. Mm. Not this. This wasn't it, man. I hate to say it. <laughs> I, it's a whole dream. I, I'm glad to, to we could put this to rest now. It's no longer a hip-hop mystery. But after hearing the whole thing, man, it, it, I, I'm not surprised it didn't come out now. Mm. Uh, because, number one, he did the thing where th- there's a lot of instrumentals on it, a lot of movie sample quotes on it, and not a whole lot of rapping. Mm. in fact most of the songs only have one verse from him mm. at all and then it's just instrumentals or whatever i'm not saying it sounds bad but concerning where the hype was if this came out it would have been a big disappointment for fans of his at the time yeah. because yeah i don't know why he can't put together a whole two or three minute song of him having at least two verses but he can't for whatever reason So very disappointing. And to make sure I felt this way, I did listen to the Jay-Z and Jay Electronica album again. I kind of hated on it a little bit back because I was feeding into the hype of, you know, what Joe Budden said about it, him getting carried by Jay and him needing help. Now, putting all that aside, it's actually a great album, man. Mm. Like, it's actually deserving of the hype that we had coming into his first album. Mm. I heard the whole thing again, and I'm like, man, this album is actually amazing, and I didn't really appreciate it for what it was because I was just thinking about the old album that never came out. Yeah, and even look at the time where we were at because we were, you know, locked in our houses during that time too. So it wasn't even the thing where, you know, we was out and about. Exactly. So, but no, that album is actually great, man. And Jay-Z and Jay Electronica both had some great moments on that album. Production was good. Like, it actually feels like a rap album. Mm -hmm. This album, the one that didn't come out until just now, uh, did not really feel like a rap album, man. As weird as that sounds, it's like it's not a lot of rapping on it. Mm -hmm. It's more of an instrumental 
type of you just got to hear to know what I'm talking about. But yeah, it is it, very disappointing in terms of what we thought it was going to be. And to be fair, some songs were left off. I think the Erica Badu feature song didn't make the cut for whatever reason. But from what, what we got was mostly the completed track list and did not live up to my mind's expectations of what it was going to be. So, yeah, I, uh, I actually checked some of it out, too as I was driving and I don't know, maybe it, uh, to me, I guess you, I figured I had to be in a certain mood to even listen to it because like you said, I heard some of the instrumentals and I'm like, nah, this, I, like I, ain't, you know, I don't want to hear this right now. I, I turned yeah. off 21 Savage for this. <laughs> <laughs> I turned off uh, Travis Scott franchise for this and like just the different movie skits and all that. I just, I don't know. I just wasn't feeling it, man. Like I, like I, I had to make sure this was his real album. Like, was this the real album that was supposed to come out? And um, I honestly, man, I don't even, I, I ain't even get all the way through it. I just, you know, I just couldn't do it, man. I had, I got to be in a certain place to, you know, listen to this. But um, I think I got to like dinner, dinner at Tiffany's, and yeah. I, I just wasn't feeling it, man. So I didn't even get to the Jay Z song. The uh the road to um is it per- um perdition perdition yeah so I don't yeah, even know Jay-Z, how that was J- that's Jay Z's only sampled on that song he didn't actually spit anything oh, so, new so he, oh okay okay yeah and that song actually leaked like years ago that came out years ago so that's an old song too mm. and that's also one of the best songs on this album which oh kind of wow. shows you like we got the best songs off this album in shiny suit theory and Road to Perdition, because they came out already. Mm. Um, there's some other good songs, man. I liked New Illuminati, even though it's too short. Bonnie and Clyde, when you finally get to Jay Electronica's verse, because there's like fucking 20 minutes of Paris uh, of French <laughs> talking that you can't even understand what the fuck they're saying. But the actual verse is okay. Memories and Merlot was really good, too. I like that one a lot. Uh, Letter to Fallon is good. Um, Rough Love was pretty good. And that's about it, man. And that's 16 tracks. Yeah. And that's about only four that I really like. Mm. So, man. yeah, man. If you're a hardcore J Electronica fan, you you might find, you'll probably find something you like here. But I, I'll say I'm glad it came out so I can put it to bed once and for all and say, okay, yeah, you know, we did get it. Mm-hmm. But I'm, I'm glad that Jay-Z said, no, nah, we got to redo this shit. <laughs> You can't put this out, homie. We we gotta get in the studio and actually rap. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad they put out that album. So was this whole production was um was that through um just Blaze or was this? I, that's what I thought. That's what was being uh said. I need to look up production credits because I don't know if that's actually true on the final album. But from what I understood, uh. Well, I'm looking through now. Who is, wait, is Jay Electronica, wait, what the, I don't know what these production credits are. Is he producing? Are. Yeah, I don't see the production, okay. whatever, I don't know. But, uh, yeah, man, I thought Just Blaze was going to produce the whole thing. I don't know if he did. I know he did Road to Perdition and Shiny Suit Theory, of course. Mm. But, yeah, I, I don't know, man. Yeah, it, it's, man, that's a weird situation because, like, when he put out Exhibit A, Exhibit B, Exhibit C, oh, 
like that was some of the hardest songs you can you, yes. uh, you can find. So I just don't get it seemed like he never made anything else like that. <laughs> like or no, at least right. or at least with just Blaze. Like you you figure if you get those from him and just Blaze, you'll think you were getting the whole album like that. <laughs> and it was it was nothing like that. <laughs> He had a song that made me a huge fan. It's called So What You Saying. It's him rapping for like three minutes straight off like a hard Jay Dilla beat. Mm-hmm. And that's what I thought we we're going to get from this nigga on the regular. Like you said, <laughs> when Exhibit C dropped, yeah. we we're like, oh, he going to save the game, man. Yeah. We, we bringing real lyricism back. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I, I don't know what happened. Jay, Jay Electronic is a mystery, man. He really, I don't know what goes through his mind. I don't know if he just lost the passion for rapping. I don't know if he just got caught up in his own hype and thought he couldn't live up to it. I don't know if he just got other interests going on or because he disappeared for a long time. He come back, talk shit on Twitter, then leave again for another year. Yeah. Do you think he got that um, Andre 3000, whatever disease that is, where, you know, I guess he – he kind of get hyped up and then just kind of bounce and don't really have the passion for it. I think so, but I feel like Andre had the catalog to deserve that yeah. because he reached levels of outcast. success where, yeah, uh, uh, Andre 3000 reached the success where he could say, you know, this fame is too much. Mm-hmm. Jay Electronica still to this day, no people don't really know him like that. Only real hip-hop heads even have heard of his name before, yeah. honestly. Mm-hmm. So I, I can understand it with Andre. I don't understand it with Jay Electronica. I don't get how, you know, he had been in the background for so long and then just somehow lost the passion without ever even getting to a stage where he was, you know, huge like that. So... Yeah, I don't know, man. I wonder. Now I don't want to go down this rabbit hole, but I'm just throw it out there. I wonder if Erica Badu have something to do with that because she was with Andre 3000. Yeah, and you know, I, well, she had a baby by Andre 3000 and J Electronica. So I wonder. Yeah. I wonder if she like rub off on them some type of way where they just don't really have that passion anymore when it comes to music. <laughs> I don't. I mean. <laughs> Cause we, I think yeah, when we gotta go down this, but I just kind of threw that. It's it's just funny how these two are similar, and yeah. you know they got they've been with similar women, this pretty much the same woman. Honestly, I think she's more inspirational than de-inspirational. If that makes sense, because you know she dated Common too. Common never stopped rapping. You know, mm-hmm. I think just innately these people didn't want to be superstars like that, or didn't want. I, I, I got to say, man, I'm a fan, but I think Jay Electronic is just lazy in a lot of ways. <laughs> I think Jay-Z had to drag him kicking and screaming into making that album. This last because album. I thought he was just never going to make anything until Jay-Z forced him to. Mm. So, <laughs> and, and Andre, I think he's always been that kind of low-key guy. And, you know, he got more experimental in his music during the Erica Badu time. But I think innately he was always the kind of shyer, you know, low, more low key type of dude who didn't want the spotlight like that. So, yeah, I don't know. That's just what I see from the outside. <laughs> Damn, that's that's interesting. But yeah, I didn't really like this album from what I heard. 
Yeah, I'm not. I'm not. I can't say I'm really a fan of it. There are some good songs, and there are some good reminders that Jay Electronica, when he wants to, man, he can rap his ass off, dog. Yeah, like he he really is one of the best when he tries. Yeah, but it's funny yeah, because I, I I seen a couple of people saying, "Oh yeah, this album is better than the other one," and this it's not. I'm like, man, I I ain't, that's why I never even tweeted it. I I never said nothing about this album. Because I thought I was going to be the only one. Maybe I wasn't too artsy to understand it. Yeah. But I, I just wasn't feeling it. I mean, if you're a more of a Jay Electronica fan than a Jay-Z fan, I guess you'll like it because Jay-Z ain't, Jay-Z ain't on every song. But that's the only reason I could think to put this above a written testimony. Yeah. Because that album was better. I'd say the production was better. There's actual rapping on it. And uh, it just sounds better yeah. than this. I hate to say it because I was looking forward to actually finally hearing this, but yeah, it's kind of disappointing. But yeah, <laughs> now all we gotta do is tear the chronic two or the 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 ne- whatever yeah. the chronic was supposed to <laughs> detox. We gotta detox, finally hear yeah. detox, and we will be almost out of all the hip hop mysteries that have eluded us for years now. Yeah, there's two more. There's a uh, detox. And there's the Scarface and Tupac album. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. <laughs> I forgot all about which, that. Which Scarface already said didn't doesn't exist. But if that <laughs> somehow popped up out of nowhere, that would be the biggest hip-hop mysteries of all time solved. Jay Electronica's Lost Album, Detox from Dr. Dre, and uh, the Scarface and Tupac album. Yeah. Damn, so, I, yeah, I forgot about that. <laughs> that would have been a hard ass album. That would have been incredible, man. Yeah. Shit. Uh, Was there anything else that came out? I think that's really about it. Um, the one song that did come out that I did listen to was um, Benny the Butcher. He came out okay. with a song called Timeless featuring Lil Wayne and Big Sean. And um, it was pretty good, man. Like I said, Griselda dudes always make good music. Like, I never heard a Griselda song and say, nah, this ain't it, or this is whack. Yeah, I agree. They always make good music. They pick the right beats. But um, on this on this song, man, I felt like this was Lil Wayne's best verse in a long time. He was actually, like, you could tell he stepped his shit up because he was on there with Benny the Butcher. It wasn't all that, you know, auto-tune or shit like that, lazy, you know, cheesy rap. He was actually on there spitting like he was back in New Orleans. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, whenever you get a chance, check this out. I, I lightweight want to play it. but um, I'll check it out, man. Yeah, Lil Wayne no. was actually on here spitting, man. And, um, yeah, it, it, that was the old Wheezy. <laughs> so, That's the thing. That's the annoying thing about Lil Wayne, too. I think he's too easily influenced by the newer people. Because I think he still sees himself in that Playboy Cardi, Lil Uzi Vert lane, too. So he'll make that type of bullshit music. But when he gets on a track with an actual rapper, he ain't going to let himself be outdone. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, and I remember he did a song with Currency a few years ago. This is when we all thought Lil Wayne was washed up. He was dropping the fucking rock albums and shit. But he did a song with Currency. I think it was called Fat Albert. And he was rapping his ass off on that too, man. So, and the same thing on the funeral album. You know, he was rapping his ass off on that album for some cuts too. So when he wants to, man, he'd be dialing it back up. But he he still thinks he's also in that young rapper lane where he can 
rap like Playboy Cardi or Lil Uzi Vert, and yeah. that trips him up sometimes. But now nah, he yeah. still got it, man. He ain't washed yet. Mm-hmm. So yeah, but um, yeah, whenever you get a chance, check it out. No, I'm gonna peep that, man. I'm sure that's just dope. <laughs> now, does the beat the does the beat sound like Griselda ish, or is it more? Oh, oh yeah, oh, okay. it's, it's Griselda ish. Like honestly, okay, cool. honestly, it might be cool enough to even play on the radio if I'm not because I don't think they play uh, Griselda sh- shit on the radio. Oh hell no! Nah. Maybe in uh, Buffalo. Yeah, probably so. Probably in the mix, uh, DJ, you know, throwing mm-hmm. on in the um in the ten o'clock at night mix. But nah, it it definitely sound it's, it's it definitely sound real good. Yeah, it sound real good. Let's check that out. I'm just laughing at Twitter. I just saw uh. Uh, OU beat Texas. Oh yeah, fifty three forty five in overtime. So you gotta go control. To be fair, Texas actually was trailing by like two touchdowns at one point, and that they had. I don't even know how they came back, but uh, I thought the game was over, and then I look (laughs) up, they in overtime. So I'm like, oh shit. But um, yeah, (laughs) that's funny. You gotta go console Landry. I'm sure he's sitting there in the corner somewhere. Oh yeah, man! All emotional. It, it's so weird because I feel like I never. I feel like Texas haven't really been good since Vince Young for Colt real. Colt McCoy, honestly, Colt McCoy, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's I, maybe maybe it's the school, but it's like damn. Like every year they be ranked like number eight, <laughs> number seven, number six, and then they just start off bad where they end up not ranked or they end up like twenty fifth. It's like every single year they put them in the top ten. <laughs> like for the past what five, six, seven years, they they start off in the top ten and they end up unranked. I'm like man, I, I, I'll, I'll be honest, man. I never been a big college football guy, and I went to UT Austin too. Mm-hmm. But I never been a big college football guy because number one, I, it's more annoying than being like a, a fan of real sports because the fucking roster changes every year. Yeah. And if you good one year, that don't mean you're going to be good the next. Mm-hmm. And, but uh, yeah, Texas is always ranked. I, I don't, they're like the Cowboys. The Cowboys <laughs> somehow are always ranked high on the preseason rankings. And then they play so shitty during the season that you're like, okay, they lose the NFC East to the division full of trash. And so, yeah, they're basically the Cowboys of the of college football where they yeah. always, everybody they thinks it's going to be their fans. year this year. Yeah, they got the most fans. People hype yeah. them up every single year, and then they really don't do shit. <laughs> yeah, man, they're basically the Cowboys. So <laughs> I, I don't see how people are really disappointed. I mean, number one, the pandemic year. Number two, <laughs> fucking who gives a shit, man, college football. I don't really care anymore. Yeah. The Gems and Juice Podcast presents. And we also have a very, very special guest joining us today. The Gems and Juice Artist Spotlight. Brought to you by Sky Lab Studios. Book your studio session now at SkyLabHouston.com. Are you an artist, producer, or podcaster looking for a professional and private recording studio? Have you been struggling to find the right engineer to record, mix, and master your projects? Well, guys, you're in luck because we got something for you. Created by audio engineer and music producer Mike Dowie, 
Skylab Studios Houston is located in the Galleria area of Houston, Texas, and provides a great recording experience while overlooking the city skyline. Please visit SkylabHouston.com and hit the Book Now button for session availability. Follow Skylab Studios Houston on Instagram at SkylabHTX for more info. Hold on, don't don't sing, don't sing because it's gonna be off sync when we put the podcast. You gonna sound funny? You gonna sound like a bad singer? (laughs) (laughs) Gotta let this shit ride. Yes, this is what we need. We need that um problematic R and B. Yeah, we need that shit (laughs) from artists that ain't shooting people, especially women. We need this shit back, man. You, need you, you gotta you gotta come say the game, Jack. Game needs saved. Save the game. Man, some of these niggas can't be saved, bro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> can't I'm, leave R and B alone. The game needs you, Jack. I know. I'm I'm sure. tired calling of, you back. Man. I'm tired of the R and B artists that talk about tricking on women and taking your bitch. Like I wanna hear about some real love. I'm I'm just tired of the, the falsetto sounding high pitched dudes, man. That's the main thing I like about Jack, man. He bringing that baritone sound back, dog. Yeah, like everybody yeah, else, that. everybody else, man. Like it was cool when Prince did it. Not everybody, Prince. <laughs> we, we can get get off that wave a little bit and bring the old school sound back, man. So, yes, mm-hmm. uh, of Prince, man. <laughs> I'm wearing the Purple Rain shirt right now, man. Oh, nice. Uh, <laughs> yes, I like sir. That. I got I like a Target for twelve bucks. <laughs> I like your style. I like your style. Thank you, sir. Thank you. And of course, if you you guys are long-term listeners of the Gems and Juice podcast, you already know who that is. That's man who was our our first, really our first guest I think we ever had in the podcast, honestly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, met through random chance of Figgy sending a DM. And yeah. years later, <laughs> uh, I think it was back in 2018, we first had him on. Yeah. Uh, which seems like five years ago. <laughs> yeah. With how 2020 has been. Yeah, he said, uh, you so icy the Gems and Juice podcast. You <laughs> sent him a snowflake emoji. And that, yeah, that's and not what a, happened. I sent a bowl of soup back. <laughs> oh, and now we're man. here. Yes, we 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 started that way first, but yes. Yeah. Years yeah. later, uh our, our great friend of the show, man, uh a wonderful artist. Y'all know him. Y'all love him. And he is our featured guest today on the Gems and Juice Artist Spotlight. Uh, that man is, of course, the one, the only Jack Freeman. So thank you again for joining us, man. It's been a long time. It seems like it's been a long time. Man. This pandemic been making people seem like just fucking, yeah. I don't know, Vietnam flashbacks, man. It's been <laughs> yeah, a man, long it's year. Been a while. I feel like a long time ago that we... Um, that I popped in on the on the pod uh, with Fat Tony. That was the friend of the show podcast. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, it was, yeah. 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 It was like, it was, like was, a long time ago, man. Very <laughs> long time ago. 
breaking but, quarantine uh, at the gym. I saw you, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I broke quarantine. Yeah, that's when the gyms wasn't even open like, either. Yeah, like the gyms wasn't supposed to be open, but they were. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not gonna tell nobody. Yeah, you know, if you if you knew, like, low key, uh, a lot of places never really shut down. You just had to know people, and. Yep. If you knew the right people and they knew you, you 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 could you were still moving around town during the quarantine, but yeah, it's yeah. all good. We we still here, man. Uh, so shoot, man, how how have you been, man? How, how's everything going? Uh, I know we checked in a few months ago, but you know things changed. So so how you been maintaining, man? How how's everything going? Uh, things are going okay, man. I'm just uh, I've been performing again. Um, you know, getting ready to put out some, some, some tunes pretty soon. Okay. Uh, sooner than people think, I'm gonna announce that probably in the next couple of days or so. Um, man, it's just been a, a grind of just like trying to figure out what what can be done and what probably isn't a good idea to try to do right now. Um, it's just man, it's 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 a weird year, but. Um, you know, family's healthy. Everybody's good, man. Um, we're just trying to ride it out, man. Ride it out to the end of the, um, till this shit is over, man. Till we figure out what we're gonna do going forward, what the music industry is gonna look like going forward for everybody, and uh, how we fit into it all. So, it's a, uh, it's a hell of a, hell of a time right now. Hell of a time. Nah, man, I feel you, dog. Um, another thing I want to know, too, I, I'm asking the creatives around. We had Mikey Iso on last week. I asked him this as well. Okay. Uh, yeah. Like, have you have you felt inspired during the pandemic and during the lockdown? Because I know for some people, it was a chance for them to really sit back and get into creative mode. And others, it was difficult because, you know, uncertainty in the world. Plus, you know, everything with George Floyd, Breonna Taylor, things like mm -hmm. that. Um, it could get you very down and depressed on the state of the mm -hmm. world today. So how has that been for you, man? Have you felt the creative juices flowing again, or is it kind of like, uh, got to wait a little um, Early on, there was a lot of, um, a lot of creating being done. Um, lately, not necessarily, I mean, but it's always coming waves for me. So like, there's days when I can write three, four songs or a week when I can just write and write and write. And then there's times when I just don't really have the material. And part of part of my process is just living life anyway. So um, if you just locked away in a house, you don't really have a lot of things to, to talk about when you're not living your life the way you want to, but um, um, so you have to kind of like draw inspiration from different places, but um, all of the things that are going on, it is, it depends on the type of artist you are. So if you, if you were, if, if you were trap rapping artist, this probably ain't a great time to be inspired because ain't nobody really at the club, ain't nobody really trapping, ain't nobody really, you know what I'm saying? Like the strip clubs ain't the same, all of that stuff ain't the same. If you are um, 
an R&B singer like myself, it just depends. It depends on what your relationship status is at the moment. It depends on uh, what you're going through with somebody that you might be enjoying, uh, uh, all of that stuff. If you lean more towards message and things of that nature, this is probably a really inspiring time if you're able to get past your own uh, mental hurdles. Um, cause that also plays a big part in it too. Like you, you might want to be creative, but mentally you might not be there. So, um, you know, it's a tough time for everybody. So, um, I'm leaning kind of more towards the, the message and the love portion of everything, but it's, it's kind of a, uh, it's been, it's been tough the last few months, last couple months, I would say have been tough like putting together new material um but it hasn't really been hard finishing the stuff that i had already been working on so um yeah man it's it's just kind of like a day-by-day thing it always came in waves for me i feel you man um you also mentioned you're performing again uh Mm -hmm. how do you feel how do you feel about that man are you anxious to be doing that again now or are you kind of you know, it's time to get money again. So we got to keep moving. How's your thoughts about that? It's a little bit of, we got to get back moving, but it's a lot of, it's really a lot of, that's kind of where I've always felt comfortable in my career, just on stage um, with my band, you know, just kicking it with them. Like two weeks ago, we, um, we we did a show where um because like I've I've been doing the shows at Trez Wine Bar and that's not the entirety of the band and there's a couple of different personnel people in there. But the other day we finally did a show together as like the full band in front of people since like this is the first show that we've done since like Valentine's Day. So um just being able to tap in with those with the members of the band and like have a good time with them man. we having a lot of fun just playing with each other it's like it's almost like it almost kind of felt like the 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 band broke up and then we had to like get back together but you know there was never really any issues it was just everybody's just been trying to keep themselves safe we had a uh, my drummer had COVID um at one point early in the year um uh, my bass player taking care of her mother who didn't have COVID, but she had a compromised immune system. And you got, you know, um, a couple of them are just like ready to ride out and just go. And, um, you know, I've been trying to figure out my situation and what's going on with me. On top of that, my sister is my one of my background singers. So it's just been a bunch of um, just considering everybody's family and everybody's um, personal situations. And so, um, but once we get on stage, it's, I mean, that's the easy part. The hard part is what we're doing when we sitting at home all day or whatever it is that we're doing to try to keep it moving. So yeah, it's it's um I haven't really been that anxious, man. It's really just been more so like let's get back to what we're doing and sharpen our tools and just get back to you know when 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 we, when we do have an opportunity to get big shows again, um, we're ready, you know. 
Yeah, what, that's actually yeah, go ahead. Oh, oh, oh yeah, I was just gonna ask, what was the vibes as far as the um doing live shows now? Because I haven't been in a, a setting like that in a minute, so I was wondering, so, how do they have it? Do they have everybody spaced out? And is there a limit of people that can be in the in the in the room? So at Trez Wine Bar, um, we kind of space out the tables. But every table's full. I mean, it's not a very big venue. So, I mean, it was one point where bar was open seating. Now the bars are, filled, are full, so they had to start reserving the bar. So now, I mean, these tables get booked almost two weeks out, you know. So it's the vibe has been good. It's been a, um, the last show we did, I looked out in the crowd and, there were five men. Everybody else was women. <laughs> and four were on a date. Four of them were on a date, yeah. So, um, and that was like, that's where it topped out at. Before that, it was like two men. So oh, wow. the, the, the women are, um, they showing up, man, because they want to have a good time and they want to um, they want to kick it with their friends and they want to have good food and have good drinks and then have some man that they don't really know that well sing to them. So, <laughs> you know, it's a uh, it's been a good time, man. It's it's uh, been all positive so far. Um, as far as personnel goes, there's been no um, no no infections or outbreaks amongst the the workers in the in the venue so i th think we're doing a good job of that um right now it's just a matter of trying to figure out how we can um maximize the possibilities of the room without um putting people in danger and uh so that's an ongoing thing and it's going to grow and it's going to keep growing I, I at this point people are like really probably pissed at me right now because they it's become increasingly hard for them to get a table at that venue. Mm -hmm. And, but I keep trying to tell them that they should probably book a table. Like when I tell people to book a table, it's like, you should probably pick up your phone and go on the website right, right when I say that. <laughs> cause, cause I mean, there ain't nothing I can do about it. I mean, I got people telling me last show it was girl. I didn't even really know. It was like, yeah, we're going to be there tomorrow. Um, um, we're going to be there tomorrow. It's going to be like four of us. And I was like, well, did y'all reserve a table? Well, no, I will. Shit. <laughs> tables, tables been reserved for two, two weeks now. Like, you know I mean, I don't, I don't really know what else to tell you, you know? So it's been a lot of that, a lot of that going around. So, um, we're going to figure out how to, how to accommodate everybody, but it might just be one of them things where it's like, if you miss it, you just miss it. Yeah, I think people just got to get used to it, man. We're not used to, you know, reserving a couple weeks before just to be there. Sometimes some people just, you know, go at the last minute or, you know. Yeah, but you know, you know, niggas don't RSVP. Yeah, yes. You tell them to RSVP, <laughs> niggas don't RSVP. Yeah. Like, I mean, they and they do it for important things like like weddings. Like they want RSVP <laughs> to the wedding and yeah. they'll just show up and they think that they should have a seat and, a, and, yeah. and some food at the rent 
at the uh, or think because the, you know that they yeah. you know that they good. It's like nah, we gotta yes. count. We gotta count these heads. <laughs> yeah, and at the and and more importantly, they show up with more than one person. They don't even just be them. It just be yeah. it be they be there with a date. And you like, <laughs> like bro, I ain't heard you. I ain't heard from you all year. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you are like not you never list, responded, sir. so I didn't think he was coming. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like I don't, I don't, I don't understand that part. But you kind of got to train people up, man, and just kind of be like, yo, look, you you are not going to. I had the same issue when I was selling tickets to the uh, when I was promoting the the album show. I was telling people to buy tickets. And when only 15, 20 people had bought tickets a month in advance, everything was, oh, I'm going to get the tickets. I'm going to get the tickets. Then the, then three days out when the show sells out, oh, uh, can I get ticket? Can you put me on a list? Can I? No. It is now a fire hazard. <laughs> and I just told you. I just told y'all. Like, I just told y'all that you've got to do abc i make it really i try to make it very very simple for people and um you know because i i know that there's probably going to be a time where it's not going to be so easy to like see me do my thing so i always try to make it affordable i always try to make it a good um a, a good experience and i always try to make it um memorable because Eventually, man, it's it's gonna be one of them things where it's like I don't get to really control the the, the price of the ticket, or I don't get to really control who who gets to come in and who who doesn't. So um, you're gonna be at the know, Toyota Center to one day. To, yeah, you know, <laughs> Toyota Center, even like Revention or something like that, like yeah. places like that where you know Live Nation runs everything. You know what I'm saying? Mm. I, right now, I'm at a place where I can like be hands-on with everything and i can tell you what to go drink at the bar i can tell you you know when to when to book a table and all that kind of stuff so i try to make it easy but it's uh you know people don't people don't people like to make things hard on themselves sometimes so (laughs) i also think that's one of those things where people think you're a local artist so they see you as that but they don't understand like you wouldn't just roll up to a, a travis scott show you know, with without buying yeah. a ticket in advance and yeah. think you're gonna get in that thing, but you think that yeah. oh, oh, you know, oh, Jack, Jack around here, he know me, I know him, I'm gonna just, I'm gonna come yeah. through if I feel like it, and then you realize it's just sold out. Yeah, you don't realize I mean, that, man. That's a weird thing. So, like, I, I had this conversation with a girl that I went to school with, and um, we're not really that close, but you know, we know each other, and so she was. Uh, I told her about a show that was happening and I guess it sold out. Something happened. And she was like, um, I was like, you ain't come to the show. Now somehow we were talking. I was like, you ain't even come to the show. She was like, well, um, you didn't, you didn't invite me. Like, what do you mean? I didn't invite you. I was like, I, I promoted it on all of my social media platforms. Like, (laughs) you know, like, what do you mean I didn't invite you? Well, um, you know, I just figured that you would send me like a personal invite. I was like, well, and I said, well, um, I said, who's your favorite artist? And she like named a few, like, like I think it was like Charlie Wilson and like Beyonce and 
somebody else. And I was like, how many, how many of their shows have you been to? And uh, she was like, well, I've seen Charlie Wilson like three times. I've seen Beyonce a few times too. I saw the On The Run tour. I saw the Miss Carter tour. I was like, okay, cool, great. Question, did any of them personally invite you there? <laughs> <laughs> you, just, you just bought a ticket, right? Not to say that I'm Beyonce or Charlie Wilson, but even more so, like you're going to go see, a, you're making it happen for a person you don't even know. But you want me to go out of my yes. way to personally invite people. Problem with that is, and I want people to understand this, problem with that is I can personally invite my friends all the time. And if I have a 400 person room and there's, and I have 400 of my friends there, I'm not performing for new people and I'm not expanding my, my horizons as far as being an artist. Another thing I would also tell artists is that you can't necessarily, if, if, if somewhere, if, if you have somewhere that you wanna be and that place that you wanna be is probably on tour or something like that, you can't lock yourself into just being around your city. You can't just lock in to just being like, oh, I'ma just perform in Houston every single week. Right now, we don't really have a choice because ain't no touring going on. But when this shit opens back up, you have to really, 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 really make it a point to not necessarily want to just be the local person. Now, if you want to be the local artist, you can do that all day. It's not a problem. Keep your day job. Do all that that you, that you got to do. But you get a false sense of security when the same 80 people are showing up at your show. And you start to think that, you know, everybody's like, you know, everybody's riding with you. Yeah. When it's really just them 80 people. And those 80 people aren't even bringing new people. So if you if you got 80 people in a room and the next time you do another show in front of those 80 people, did they all bring one person? And then the next time you go, did that person that they brought come back and bring another person? Like that's the kind of thing that um, you have to consider. And that's uh, also a thing that's cool about Trez right now, just performing at Trez is just that the crowds are virtually different across the board like it's not really a lot of the same people coming to the show um i think maybe there's a couple of people that have been to more than one show we've done what four shows um there's a couple of people that have been to one more than one show but like that's the beauty of it being able to perform in front of people that don't know who you are or have never been to a show and they want to get an experience and they want to see um what it is that you have to offer so um yeah man we actually talk about that a lot on this podcast, man, about how your friends will a lot of times not be, even though you expect your friends to be the ones to support you the most and yeah. put you on and bring in new people and pump you up and promote you to their friends. Mm -hmm. They're usually not because yeah. they, they see you as somebody that they know or somebody like them. So yeah. they don't really see them. They don't see themselves as a fan. They see themselves as, you know, 
Like you basically they 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 like you on your level. Yeah, and I think I I think I'll be saying I think I used to say that on my podcast a lot. It's like your your closest friends are never your biggest supporters. Um you might have a couple that are like really, really, you know, supportive and they ride for you and all that kind of stuff, but like you can't really rely on I got friends that have never been to a Jack Freeman show. Like I've got friends I've known for a decade. Like since I've been in the music, I've I got people that I've known since I was in grade school that have never been to a Jack Freeman show. I got friends that are in the music business, like they rap or they sing or whatever, never been to a Jack Freeman show. Like I <laughs> and I don't I'm not bothered by it because like you said, it is you have to take that into consideration. So like I was talking to a friend of mine the other day. Um She's a painter and she's been painting a while, but she's been really just putting her work out there. And she's been getting a lot of commissions and stuff like that. And she's doing a great job or whatever. She was telling me um, about some of the struggles that come with people not really knowing the value of the work and not really knowing how much paintings actually really cost, especially when you have an original and um, how much the supplies cost versus how much the labor really is. And I was telling her, you know, um, um, you can tell people what it costs to make a painting or what it costs to do the painting because in the end, if you go to the mechanic, right, and you got all this stuff wrong with your car and they charge you $1,200, the reason why they charge you $1,200 is because the parts are $500. Mm -hmm. But you won't just pay for the parts, you gotta pay for the labor and the time. Even if they can get it done in an hour, you're going to pay for it, right? So one of the things that I said, uh, to, I, I said, you know, you sell the painting. I said, you got to get back to doing, you can't get locked into just commissions. You got to start painting for yourself again and then sell that painting for what it is and then make, but, but also make the prints. And she was like, well, I don't like doing prints because the one time I did prints, I had like a hundred people tell me that they wanted wanted prints. But then when I printed them and I printed $400 worth of prints or whatever it was, only three people bought them. And I said, well, that is because you are relying on your friends to buy things. Yeah. And if you rely on your friends to buy things and support you, they're never gonna do it. Almost never, because they see you every day for free and they think that they should have everything for free. Mm -hmm. So, I said, when you do paints, uh, when you do prints, prints are for people who want your work but can't afford your work. But you can you, you can make the 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 ten thousand dollar painting and sell that painting. But then you can make the prints and sell them for two hundred bucks. And then you could take that same print and you could put it on a t-shirt and sell that for forty bucks. And then you could take that same print and put it on a lighter and sell it for five dollars or whatever it is. And you could do that over and over and over and over again. Can't really do that with music. You know what I'm saying? Like everybody, I put the music out, you gotta go on Spotify or Tidal or Apple Music and just consume it. And it's $10 a month. And it costs me thousands of dollars to make. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And that's one of the things that people don't really understand about your friendship circles is that if you wanna be anything in this world, um, it can't just be like it wasn't the the founder of Google's best friends that was just using Google. You feel me? Like yeah. it was it was 
it was people that understand and are trying to explore things. It's not just, it wasn't just Phil Knight's homies that was buying his Nikes. You know what I'm saying? Like you, you really have to, it's not just Jay-Z's homies that like Jay-Z said he made reasonable, reasonable doubt. So the hood would, would like him, like his homies just for mm -hmm. his homies. But then he realized like that, this is going to be way bigger than what it is supposed to be. You know what I'm saying? And then when you start going to different places, like, you know, go to a place like Russia where I'm in Moscow, never been to Moscow before in my life. And he's all of these people that here, here that don't even speak English very well, but they know my music. That's an eye opening experience. Yeah. And that's when you realize that, man, there are people out here that support the art form, whatever your art form is far more than your friends will. And that's okay. Like sometimes your friends and, and some sometimes your friends don't have the means to, to support you. Sometimes your friends, you know, don't really understand the business, so they don't really get what it means to support. And sometimes the best support that they can give is to just be able to tell somebody. Mm -hmm. And um, and you know, that's that's all good. And you know, even if it's like, hey, I, I told my friend about you, and you know, and and they want, you know you know, they, they've been listening to you ever since or, or, or something like that, but it's never really going to be like you, like I, I have a hard time believing that Beyonce can look out into the stadium at NRG when she's doing football stadiums with Jay-Z and saying, Oh, they're my girls from Welch <laughs> and then my girls from HSPVA. Like you might be able to, you know what I'm saying? Like you might catch one or two, but typically the ones that are really close to you are the ones backstage by the time you hit that point. They don't want yep. back there with you. Mm -hmm. So it's just a lot to think about. And I want artists to understand that, but I also want like supporters to understand that, that it's just like a, there's a give and take, but there's also like a man, if you, if you really, really like that artist, you got to support them because especially if they're independent, if they're independent, man, they on a grind that you don't really get. Yep. Mm -hmm. And, um, yeah. So the support thing actually really gets on my nerves, too, because like I get what you're saying about not having the means and some. Yeah. Not everybody going to have enough to buy an album or whatever, if they got right. kids to feed or whatever. But there is plenty of ways to support free of charge that most of your friends won't even do that. Like even with this podcast, man, you know, Figgy yeah. knows this, too. All of our friends always come up and ask us when they're going to be on the podcast. Yeah. And my question now is, OK. Have you, you retweeted? Have you retweeted yeah. the podcast? Have you yeah. promoted it? Have you even liked a post? Have you done anything yeah. to to help us out before we have you, who nobody knows, on the podcast? <laughs> yeah. And yeah, usually the, the answer also, is none. Yeah, because also, like, do you have anything good to say for the podcast? <laughs> yeah, no, everybody and, and thinks they're interesting. That's an annoying thing. Yeah, so. that's the crazy thing about podcasts. Is that, is that oh, like, man. um microphones are really cheap now and uh recording services uh, recording software is like virtually free if you know where to get it so like everybody feels like they should be able to talk about things yeah, yeah. <laughs> Ooh, we should start a podcast because we had a funny ass conversation in the group chat yeah yeah oh haha -ha, we're so funny uh, to each no. other let's let's have a podcast no 
No, no, no plan, yeah. no topics or nothing. Just yeah. cut the mic and, and talk. And, and they don't understand. So you yeah, they don't understand the blood, sweat, and tears we put into this, man. Because yeah, yeah. those first maybe fifty episodes, we like, man, I don't even know if people are listening to this. And yeah, we, you got to keep doing it. You got to keep doing it, and we had to make a point to come in every single Friday to you know do this over and over for free. And yeah. just keep doing it. A lot of people won't last five episodes. Right. I mean, you know, um, podcasting and music is a lot of the same thing. It's like, like, even now I put out music and I'm like, is anybody even going to listen to this shit? Because, like, it's, <laughs> it's just like, because, and not because it's not good, but because it's just um, a matter of a lot of times it's always just been me promoting it. So, um you know that's 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 gonna change very soon, but um, but it's it's been a it it really is like a grind of just like like nah you don't really understand when I was doing this and it was five people at the shows you know what I'm saying you don't understand what it was looking like when um uh I got bumped from a sh well not from a show but like bumped up in the bill because somebody sold more tickets than me that kind of scam they don't really understand they're like doing a show and then somebody telling me ah well you know man we didn't really have the crowd that we wanted so like maybe like we ain't really got the risk or like niggas running off on you when the money is supposed to be. like people don't really 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 understand that mm -hmm. and i think that people um it's 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 odd to me that they don't get it because every time they talk about the shit that they don't like that shit blows up mm -hmm. and they don't realize that like yep. anytime we talking about something that we don't like you're giving it a hit um or um a hashtag or whatever the situation may be and so a lot of these companies labels and, and brands and stuff like that they're giving endorsement deals and record deals and all this stuff to and money <laughs> to people who stink yep. at whatever it is that they do they're not good at what they do mm -hmm. but because so many people follow them or so many people are talking about them um that's their like equivalent to having good ratings and so they think they can monetize that and so they talk about how bad something is or they glorify something that might be really, really trash because it's entertaining to them. And then they realize that person really can't create anything very good. Mm -hmm. And, but then they go back and tell us about how hard it is to find good music or how hard it is to find good art or how hard it is to find good podcasts or anything like that, because everybody making bullshit Well, everybody, yeah. well, lots of people are making bullshit, but, the people that are standing right in front of your face that are actually really doing good stuff, um, things that you might like, you're not actually talking about them because you wake up every day talking about how bad that, I don't know, um, whoever your least favorite artist is right now. You, yeah. If you don't like Megan Thee Stallion, Megan Thee Stallion is in your mouth all day. Mm -hmm. look how she dressed look how that this song is trash look at look at what she doing look at this and that blah 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 well if you like this other artist to go by their shit mm -hmm. what happened to you know real what rap 
by yeah. somebody who only listens to radio and, and don't yeah. actually go out and exploring for music. Yeah, it's not real hip hop, man. Ain't no real <laughs> hip hop out here. I'm like, dog, it's so much real hip hop. It's so much real hip hop out here that you're not even really paying no attention to it. You're just talking about what you don't like all day. Yeah, you let you, somebody else dictate your programming and then get mad because of something you don't like. Yeah. Like yeah, dictate yeah. your own, you, man. Find your own yeah. stuff. You mad at Lil Nas X. <laughs> you mad at Lil Nas X. He ain't did nothing to you. It's yes. plenty of Nas records out here. It's plenty of, of, <laughs> of Rhapsodies and Jay-Zs and, and Kendrick Lamar albums and stuff like that. <laughs> but you telling me how much you hate Lil Baby. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, so... That's actually a great, great transition, man, because people talking about the bullshit and hyping the bullshit up more because I want to get your take on this, man. Uh, So we've been following this story ever since it happened. There's been new developments, of course, Tory Lanez Mm -hmm. and Meg Thee Stallion. Uh, There's been new developments, some some news dropped this week that Tory Lanez has finally been charged over this incident um, in which he allegedly shot Megan Thee Stallion. He has been charged with one count of assault with a semi-automatic handgun and one count of carrying a loaded unregistered firearm in a vehicle. And he could face up to 22 years and eight months in prison if convicted, Uh according to the district attorney. So seeing as this is a uh, uh, R&B I don't want to say comrade, but a fellow R&B artist who has really had a, a, a very, very quick rise and fall, honestly. He had the quarantine radio. Everybody was hyping him up. Then this happened. He dropped an album that somehow like went number 10 on the billboard when it dropped. And now things are getting worse for him. So I just want to know overall your, your thoughts on this, man. What did you think when you first heard the news and what do you think about his subsequent responses and how he's handled this whole thing so far? Where do you stand? Yeah. Um, no comment. No, just kidding. <laughs> um, <laughs> and also that too. Why, why is the industry so silent on this too? Because they kind of are. Because they have. Okay. So here's a few things. So how I felt about it at first, I'm like, what what are y'all talking about like what what ha- what are you saying happened he did she okay so first we f- we heard that they had been arrested right like that was the initial story i want to say I he was the arrested first thing i heard was he that, was arrested with was a that, with a gun in the car something like that. yeah that tory got arrested and then i found later on that megan was in the hospital and nobody would say what it was and then they found out that she was shot and everybody was like, well, who was shooting at the car or whatever? And then you find out later that it might have been him. And then it so it's just the first of all, it's a very unfortunate situation. It is um it's absolutely terrible, you know, that just on a human level, forget stardom and all of that stuff that you feel like um that we gotta use guns for really anything. Like I think, you know, we live in Texas, bro. Like everybody, lots of people have guns here. Um, do we have a lot of them for protection? Yes. Do we ever feel like we should have to protect ourselves? 
we shouldn't have to feel that way. But, you know, obviously that wasn't, it clearly was not Tory's um, aim here. Uh, I've heard Tory say that he wasn't going nowhere if he felt like he needed a gun. Like I've heard him say that. that. I heard him say that to I think it was Joe Button or something like that. He said, "If I feel like I need to go, need to bring a gun to a place that I'm going to, I should not be there." So you already know where where your thought process is on that. Um, you had a security guard to try to defuse any type of situation. Obviously, he was he was useless. Um. And then come all of this and a woman gets shot. So like, I think that goes beyond the realm of abuse at this point. Um, I don't know, I can't really, I'm not here to really speculate on like what happened in the car. I can only tell you what Megan said happened in the car and um, and how it ended. And how it ended was him pulling out a gun and shooting him. And I've been pissed at a few women in my life and I've never thought to go pull a gun on. Um, that's, that shit coming from a dude who obviously doesn't have any real like male figures in his life because even the gangsters ain't trying to shoot they shoot women. Even the gangsters ain't trying to shoot their own girl. You know what I'm saying? Like, like even, even, even the OG. Yeah, and and that's wrong too, but it's also like, bro, like even the, even the, the OGs had a code. Mm -hmm. We're not shooting no old people. We're not shooting no women. We're not shooting no kids. If it's cripping blood, it's cripping blood. That's all it is. And we're not out here trying to to um, murder no women and children, nothing like that. Like it was always, it's always been no women, no children in our mess. You know what I'm saying? On the Titanic, when the ship was sinking, <laughs> women and children got on the boat first. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I don't understand the reasoning behind shooting somebody shooting a woman disappearing lying about it like the first thing we heard about tory or from tory was him telling everybody that it wasn't true that his streaming went down yeah so you're being you're being accused of shooting a woman in the foot a high profile woman at this point in the foot and you have nothing to say until somebody tells you that you fell off on the stream. That's fucking crazy to me. What's also crazy to me is that no one checked him personally. Mm-hmm. People did it publicly. Like you got, you know, Bond. Bond had his mm-hmm. things to say about it, which I think were were pointed and and very accurate. Um, um you you had uh uh and bun set it off too because nobody really said anything 
Like there was which some stuff tweeting going on, but nobody. Which said bothers anything. me because everybody had the same information. So yep. what? What was we? What was, what was happening? Mm-hmm. What was happening before Bun said anything? Yeah, nothing. And then you even had some it, 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 politics. It, it, you even had somebody yeah. like Bootsy who weigh in on everything that he shouldn't weigh in <laughs> on, and said he had no comment on that. He don't know the situation. Yeah. She came you, out and said the situation. She the one like she, bro. She came bro, out on Instagram live and, and said everything. <laughs> you some of these niggas had everything to say about D Wade's child. Mm-hmm. You had so many things to say about Dwayne Wade's child and what what he chooses to identify what he identifies as in his in his own body. We talking about raising um, black kings and trying to, you know, you know, uh, keep masculinity intact and whatever the fuck that means. Don't cut his and dick off, dog. Yeah, I mean, and it wasn't, even, and it wasn't even just him. It was a lot of niggas. It's a lot yeah. of niggas. Yeah. We we want to uplift black men and and raise men to be men. And your peer is shooting a woman in the foot because she want to get out of the car. But you have nothing to say. (laughs) Nothing to say. Oh, that's their business. Is it? A lot of those same people that I noticed, a lot of those same people that had nothing to say didn't have many things to say about R. Kelly either. Mm -hmm. Yeah. They didn't have a whole lot of 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 uh, if they did say anything about R. Kelly, it was to defend him. And I mean, this goes back to the R. Kelly, the initial charges. Remember when mm-hmm. he was hot during this time? Nobody, nobody had saying. anything. It was very similar to this Tory Lane situation. Nobody, said. nobody had and, anything to say and, bad about him. And what's crazy about it is when R. Kelly initially was in it. R. Kelly was the biggest thing moving in music. Yep. Yeah. So he had power. Tory Lanez is at best a B-list artist in this industry right now. Even at his height, he was a B-list artist. Yeah. That's the thing that's blowing me because it's not like he's a Chris Brown. Like I can at least understand with he, Chris Brown because Chris Brown was a super. He <laughs> he he has a high following. But he doesn't move the needle on anything. Yeah, a lot of people didn't even know who he was um, before yeah. this incident. Still, this isn't this isn't this isn't anybody that we've had in our in our in our uh, industry for so long that it's just like that person can probably be untouchable. So if you can do this for if you could do this for for Tory Lanez, what if Drake shot somebody? Oh my goodness. <laughs> what if what if uh what if what if Jay-Z let the gun off in the elevator? Well the beehive would kill him. That's about <laughs> it. <laughs> we right. wouldn't see a whole lot from the industry. The, 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 the victim but, would probably be, you know, uh I guess vanished for lack of a better word. They will probably right. yeah. But we had nothing, nothing to say about like it it makes no sense it makes no sense to me because 
because he ain't even a nigga that you can just be like, if I say something about him, um, I'm toast out here. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it, yeah. like, what power does he wield that nobody yeah. has anything to say? Uh, we so what that tells me is that yeah, we talked about that, that on the tells podcast. Me at that point is if you, yeah. So like, if 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 the if that if the situation is, well, that's not my business or whatever, and you scared of that little nigga. <laughs> <laughs> and not even not even just physically like he's a small man but like you're just scared of that small of a dent in the industry mm-hmm. like if Tory Lanez didn't exist in this industry we would be fine <laughs> mm-hmm. we would be absolutely fine this isn't like we're erasing the entire catalog of like, like it might, I could see where it'd be hard to erase R. Kelly's catalog because he wrote a lot of shit for other people, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so, but we're not even at that point with him. We're, <laughs> we're talking about Tory Lanez. Like, we're not, <laughs> are we talking about practice? Do you think it's more fear of speaking out or do you think it's more so? Because I think Boozy, Boozy said this too, at least he was honest about it. Like, they either just like him as a person and they probably know him, like a personal relationship, or they they want to get a, a a hook for their next project. And they might figure it might be for the low since this whole thing came out. So maybe same reason why, like, Nikki had no reason to collaborate with Takashi again. But she saw, like, okay, well... He did numbers the last time we did this. So let's tr- run it back again, even though there was no reason to. She's big enough on her own to drop something without him. Yeah, but she, she still just, wanted that boost. And I think they just, still want the yeah. boost too. They they like, people are, a lot of people in the industry are, um, they're not, uh, there's a lot of people in the industry that don't stand on nothing. Yeah. And they they grew up not standing on nothing, and they were always lame people growing up. They were always um, never the cool person growing up. Like there's a lot of people in that industry that are like that. So for the um, so when it comes down to people that they want to work with in the industry, if that person has the the status that they want. They want to align themselves with it, even if that means um, supporting somebody who puts people's lives in danger or supporting people who uh, who don't respect um, women or um, or people that don't um, have any respect for the black community or people that don't um, have any type of um, morals when it comes to children or anything like that. Like they'll align themselves with them because, hey, you know, we can make a hit record together. And they hide behind, separate the person from the art. When, um, to me, it's uh, it's tough to do because, it's tough to do for me because I don't even like hanging out with people that I don't specifically like mm-hmm. like I'm not going to places where I know I don't like the people there 
like I'm not I'm not going to that club if I know that that club is filled with people that I'm that are probably going to get me killed because they're stupid. You know what I'm saying? Like it 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 doesn't it doesn't really make a whole whole lot of sense. A lot of these artists are trying to stand behind this like oh well we can make hit records and we could just that's all it is it's just business and it's just that a lot of that shit is just clout chasing too with um with a lot of these people oh that person's big man yeah i know they did that one thing but you know um but but shit they they, they making records bro like i see a lot of people and this may be off subject but i see a lot of people that hate post malone yeah I've never seen anything he's done that has made people hate Post Malone. But they have so many things to say about people like Post Malone. Tory Lanez is out here shooting people in the foot and you want to listen to his album to hear the other side of the story. Mm -hmm. To hear him lie. That doesn't make sense to me. We have to figure <laughs> out, we, we, we have to stand for a little bit more if you don't like a certain person's music if that's not for you then that's cool but let's start talking about what's right and what's wrong what's right is um people that have respect for everybody what's right is people that um um, um men in the industry that can have women around and not make them feel uncomfortable in any type of way unsafe on you know uh feeling like they're not going to be sexually assaulted in any type of way or just even harassed like not even saying nothing that's not that don't sit right much less shooting somebody right we have to stand on like um what it actually means to be um because everybody apparently has a different idea of what manhood is to them and that's cool but like some shit ain't man shit yeah mm-hmm you know, like, like, like my father's a person that I adore. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's a person I look up to. We got the same name. That's a person that I would never in his life has he ever thought about pulling out a gun and shooting my mother or anyone else <laughs> that he's probably ever had an issue with. Like, not, not a woman, at least. So I'm looking at a lot of these people and I'm, and I'm curious about who raised you? Because even if your daddy wasn't in your life, your mother should have taught you that you shouldn't shoot women or hit them or sexually assault them. They'd have been taught you that if, if they learned anything, even if your daddy ain't around. If your daddy is around or if there's a male figure around, they should be telling you, hey, bro, that ain't it. I understand you angry. I understand you. You um, I understand she may have did something to you. She 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 might have did some physical shit to you. She might have slashed your tires, broke your windshield, all that kind of shit. That look, I understand, bro. But the retaliation is what's gonna get you hemmed up. Mm -hmm. Control how you control how you respond. I know that I've lost control as far as like arguments. And I probably raised my voice when I shouldn't have raised them in relationships. And I've, I've done that plenty of times. Um, and for that, I, I know that I'm sincerely apologizing for any of that to the person that I'm 
having that conversation with. But never has it crossed my mind <laughs> that I say, I'm finna pull this gun out and I'm going to shoot you. <laughs> I don't care what you've done to me. I've dodged a couple punches. Like, <laughs> fam, do not. <laughs> but also, I'm not gonna shoot you. <laughs> and you should never even feel like I, I, I'm going to shoot you. Mm -hmm. Like, if you're not threatening my life in any type of way, I there's nothing I can really do about that. And I'm for sure not going to go into hiding and, and then come out with an album about it. Yeah. Yeah. What What was your reaction when he when he did drop this album? Because I was kind of shocked. I, I thought about uh, that OJ book that never came out. <laughs> if I did it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if I did it. Um. I thought about that. Um. And I was like, there's no way I'm listening to this. And people are like, oh man, I gotta listen to this band. Cause you know, I gotta see both sides of the story. No, what you want is you want to insert yourself in a train wreck. What you want is to have something to talk about on Twitter about. What you want is you want the drama. You want to see the drama of it all. You want the juicy details. And a lot of them niggas are men that we talking about mm -hmm. a lot of these dudes are a, a lot of these men are out here searching for drama to insert themselves into so that they can argue with a woman they don't know on twitter about why somebody got shot when they shouldn't have gotten shot that's what that is T to yeah. be fair though there are a lot of women who are defending tory lanes as well there are a lot of women who are defending tory lanes and they're trash too. Yep. <laughs> yeah. But I, I just don't get the but, I just don't get the part how people will take an album of what somebody is saying as the truth. Mm -hmm. Like you know how many times people lie in songs, lying on lying on albums. <laughs> I'm not mm -hmm. about to listen to the album and be like, oh well, he, he I believe him now. Yeah, <laughs> like, like you taking like, that over an Instagram story of or an Instagram live yeah. of Meg explaining the situation. <laughs> you know, I think a lot of the women that don't, that don't, um, that have a lot of things to say against Megan in this particular position are the women that um, secretly hated her to begin with, or maybe publicly. Yeah, hated her. no, I agree with that. Yeah, I agree. Rep Never liked her. She represents, yeah, what she represents is, um, um, being comfortable with yourself and in your own skin. And a lot of these women are not comfortable in their own skin. And that's a sad thing. Um, but as a whole, men and women, we have this thing with, with artists where if something happens to them, we got the joke train going. Everybody, you know, some of it's fun. Some of it's like, some of those things are like not life-threatening things. And it's just like, we could joke about it and all that kind of shit. Somebody say something crazy, somebody spell something wrong, somebody trip and fall in the, you know, down the stairs or whatever. Cool. But when these people are going through real life shit, the joke train is coming. Everybody, everybody got jokes. Everybody got um, shit that's happened. Nobody's even thinking about the fact that this really actually happened to you as well at one point in your life. <laughs> Just nobody cared because you don't sell a lot of records or you don't you can't shoot a jump shot um 
um, you don't make good movies. So the joke train coming, um, the disrespect coming. Sometimes then some things happen to people and they get in a little bit of trouble and they're like, well, I never liked that music anyway. No, yeah, you did. You loved it. <laughs> you loved it. You was the first nigga dancing on the, on the, on the dance floor. Well, you know, it was really not all that good to begin with. Okay. Yeah, you're saying that now. But just two weeks ago, you was dancing in NXT. You was doing the challenge with their songs. <laughs> you was doing all that shit. But then when the train wreck come, you know, they build these people, um, like what, like, uh, what Ho said, you know, they build you up to break you down and build you up again. Yep, again and be like, yep, oh, we get you back so they can kill your ass again. Yes, again. Like they, yep. do that. <laughs> they do it all the time. And that's how I know I'd be a terrible celebrity because none of my personal life really is something that you don't really know because nothing on the timeline is like nobody on the timeline really cares about you. Yeah. They don't really care. They don't really care about your well-being. They don't care about your family. They don't care about um, um, your kids or anything like that. They want to see what your baby look like so that if the baby don't, if the baby ain't cute, they can talk shit about them. Mm-hmm. They 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 went hard on Blue Ivy for months when that baby was born. Yeah, they talked shit about that baby's hair for years. <laughs> the name, <laughs> the name, the entire idea. They they went as far as to saying to say that that Beyonce um, and Beyonce shouldn't be with Jay-Z because they didn't think Jay-Z looked the way mm-hmm. that he should look. All of that shit, all of it. I wa- I've seen it. I watched it. We've all seen it. We've all watched it. These people are crazy. And it's, they don't funny have- to, it's funny to me too when, when something bad happens and then everybody fakes it like, okay, we're, we're going to stop. Like the Chadwick Bozeman thing, you know, mm-hmm. which really- Everybody be kind to each other. Yeah, you don't know what people are going through. That lasted maybe yeah. all of 10 minutes on Twitter. It lasted 10 they- minutes. And then and then the first thing they did was get to talking about somebody else. Mm-hmm. And and them, you know what I'm saying? Like, we, we, we just went over this. We just yeah. went over this. <laughs> and y'all are, you know- that's why I always like when people say, oh, that person got this or that person is this or that person is sick or that person is dying. And I'll be like, man, I'm not put that on that person. I don't know that man. I don't know that mm-hmm. one. But what I do know, maybe what this picture doesn't necessarily look good, but like, I don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. And and I'm not going to sit up here trying to post pictures instantly of people that I see that's not looking so good. Like how people did Delonte West for years. Yep. Didn't nobody do shit for Delonte West. They just took pictures of him and then they posted it on Twitter. That mm-hmm. was it. Had, had nobody white man had Mark Cuban come and save him, and now suddenly everybody's like, "Oh, good for him." It's like what, what the joke? Good was for him. There good for him. A few days y'all, ago, y'all they <laughs> laughed and they mm-hmm. cheered. Uh, uh, what's the dude name? Orlando Brown. Yep. Uh, yeah. For all that goofy shit he was doing, all of that 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 buffoonery that he was doing, mm-hmm. knowing that man had a drug problem, knowing that man had an issue, 
you can tell there it's it's there you can tell you can see it he's in jail i'll pray for orlando brown y'all pray for orlando brown mm -hmm. <laughs> then then a nigga go get saved or he go to rehab and all that stuff we don't hear nothing else no, no more yeah you hear somebody else say something what's the dude name that used to uh walk around new york jumping through tables and shit um the little kid um Oh, uh, Bunk, whatever that dude's name is. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I know you. Yeah. High out of his mind, running around, just knocking shit over, just doing ridiculous shit. DJ Academics posted, oh, and look at him. He's, yeah. he's booging, you know, <laughs> him and his friends. Oh, look at him doing this, doing that. I ain't heard shit from none of them niggas since that man turned his life around. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not nothing. Yeah, we don't hear none of the feel good story. People don't even talk about Bobby Brown anymore. Mm -hmm. Love him when was, he was on crack. It was great when his when his yeah. when his jaw was slide sideways, yeah. and he was out doing wild shit. Yeah, same thing with Whitney. Like remember they were same the thing with Whitney. Went, couldn't yeah. couldn't hear none of it. That's why. This celebrity, this fame shit is not like, first of all, it's not for the faint of heart. And these people don't care about you. Mm -hmm. These people don't care about you. John Legend just lost his child. Yeah. And people had so many weird things to say to him and to his wife. Like that man's wife. Why are they posting a picture wow. like this? Like, who cares, yeah. man? <laughs> And they didn't even consider the fact that maybe they brought a photographer in because this was like the greatest day of their life. And they were going to actually have a kid and they were going to have these photos that, that, you know, that they, that would last them a long time. And they would probably be able to share that with their fans and stuff like that, because there's people out there that really kind of like them. And he, they just happened. Maybe that person just happened to be there. And somebody said, well, now, nah, since we were going to get the joy, we might as well get the pain. Maybe that was the situation. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like people don't really, really um, think about that shit because when, when, um, when Keisha down the street is having a miscarriage, ain't nobody talking about her because they don't know her. And sometimes Keisha from up the street is the one on Twitter talking about everyone else who can't who kids ain't right or who family ain't right or who whatever ain't right. But she the one going through it. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Or, you know, it's men out here that um, they want to insert themselves in, in like people's like divorces and like, 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 bro, you ain't seen your kid in 10 years <laughs> and you want to talk about child support. Yeah, a lot of it, but that's 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 the the judge the, can't find you. The judge can't even find you to <laughs> to do the child support. Mm -hmm. You here with us talking shit. Mm -hmm. You want to know who kid is gay? You don't even know if your <laughs> child is gay because you haven't seen him or her. <laughs> or talk, or they complaining about the uh, TV shows with the gay characters. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what's so wrong much, with society. There's so much gay shit on TV and they emasculating the black man. Bro, <laughs> you fucking the up black the black man. man. There are black men in this who who walked this earth that ruled nations <laughs> that are with that were with men at some point. A lot of your favorite I'll rappers read. and R&B singers too low key. So, <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> oh man. Actors, um, niggas, yeah, the trap rappers. These niggas is gay and they not telling nobody. Well, your friend gay too, <laughs> and he won't tell you because every time y'all talk about some gay shit, you're the one saying, talking about how you going how you 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 not uh, messing with no f words, <laughs> or you don't like that gay shit, or you ain't with that gay. Well, your friend been trying to come out for years, fam. <laughs> like yeah, he was trying to come out with to you for years and and but he can't do that around you because you ain't shit. Very true, man. That's just social media. That's the curse of social media, honestly. Like people just love to join in on, on a, a fucking bully crowd. The, the, the crazy and part pick on people. The crazy so. part about it is they wouldn't say it to your face. They won't say it in person. Not, They'll never say it. They'll never say it. Cause some of that stuff that the women be saying about Megan, which you don't understand is even at even at the very core of it, I'm not even trying to check Megan in her face because that girl is that's not a small girl. Yeah. That's a middleweight out here. <laughs> and you seen her record so before, she, man. She got a mug shot. Yeah. <laughs> so if she so if she mop you out here because you 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 want to laugh and kiki about her getting shot. Mm-hmm. Okay. Keep on. It's niggas out here that can't fight either. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So like you wanna you wanna laugh and kiki and ha ha, but some of these people, some of these folks are not really for that shit yeah. and and you don't even fight well enough to be that disrespectful if, if megan beat my ass i wouldn't even be ashamed to admit it man i'd be like look <laughs> look at the tail of tape man she got the reach advantage <laughs> i did my five, best she 510 yeah uh 160 Shit, she had a hook, man. Middleweight status, right there. Yeah, and she from H Town. Yeah, yeah. Fight. Yeah, man. T. Ferris taught her that left hook, man. I couldn't do nothing. Yeah, man. man, That shit wild, dog. Like, I've never met Megan. Um, I hope she's, I hope she's doing well because there's a lot of shit that's been going on around her. That's just kind of like, it'll. You you go crazy, man. Like you just starting to reach your peak, and then your mother dies. Yeah, and then you go online, and you got niggas telling you that 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 your mother was an Illuminati sacrifice. Mm-hmm. And then you go and you live your life a little bit more, and you live your life a little bit more, and then you had these situations where you have maybe you have a public breakup, or you have something else going on, and then all of this shit, and you get shot in the foot by a nigga during quarantine that you were supposedly dating. And niggas is telling you that it's your fault some kind of way. I just remember you calling out that dude who said that about Megan's mother too. The the foot was named some the football player. Larry Johnson. Yeah, oh, Larry yeah. Johnson. Yeah, I got, How yeah. does that nigga still have a blue check on his account, man? Yeah. I don't get that. People get suspended for way less on Twitter now, and he has not been suspended or banned, or he still got the verification mark. Did you see what I posted on Twitter about him last week? 
Yeah. Well, yeah. now nah, I I saw you post his mugshot. Talk about him beating women. Yeah, so it's just crazy. Soon man. after that, he went on a um a rant on his. I guess he has some type of weak ass YouTube channel or whatever. <laughs> and uh, so what happened was, um, a couple of weeks ago, I was at Fifty Fifteen, and one of my DJ friends. I've known him years for years, but I hadn't seen him in like maybe two years, a year or two years. What up, Jack? I oh, was going on, man. Chilling, chilling. Oh, and then we just talking, have a conversation. He said, "Oh, or I ain't know you was an Illuminati." And I said, "What are you talking about?" Because I'm thinking he about to like make fun of something I'm wearing or some stupid shit like that. He's like, "Nah, man, you ain't see the video." I said, "What video?" Oh he no! He said, "Man, this dude was talking about on Instagram about how um, you you a part of the Illuminati." Oh no! And I said, he said, I'm going to go to the car real quick. Uh, I got to get some out the car, but I'm going to show you the video when I come back. So he pulls out the video. In the video, I look in the corner to see who posted it. It's fucking Larry Johnson. <laughs> Larry is saying in this video, I didn't watch it that day. The next day I watched it because I wasn't even going to really like give it any time. But this video is like a month old, a month and a half old, something like that. He says to me, and apparently this is like immediately after I told him, boy, fuck you. Mm -hmm. um, he said, uh, he said, uh, this quote was by Alex Freeman. So let me tell you, let me tell you how stupid this nigga is. <laughs> <laughs> this guy screenshot my Twitter bio that says what? Jack, Jack Freeman. Freeman. <laughs> my Twitter handle is underscore Jack Freeman. This is how I know he can't read. He said Alex Freeman out loud, <laughs> then posted, he typed the name over a picture of me. So you wrote it out, but you have a screenshot. Of my bike. Okay, cool. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so he says, who he's seen pictured here in front of a um the Illuminati uh checkerboard backdrop. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so in New York, there's a place called Vandal. It's a it's a restaurant, really nice restaurant. Uh it's got a club like underground or whatever. But when you walk into the room, when you walk into the very first entrance or whatever, it's this big checkerboard wall. Like they go, it goes like wall, like all four walls is like checkerboard and it, but it's also like, like kind of wavy too. It's real. It's like a big art piece or whatever. And the whole wall is like that to the point where you don't know where the door is. So the door is kind of hidden. So when you grab the door, you open the door and you walk into this whole new world and it's a fucking restaurant. It's, it's amazing. I took a picture in front of that. And he said that was an Illuminati checkerboard. <laughs> um, he also said, uh, he also read off my bio. And my bio says on Twitter, um, I sell feet pics on OnlyFans. Um, <laughs> uh, CEO of Trust Us Records. Um, and I've never met a racist who could fight. So... <laughs> So he reads this and he goes, uh, I sell feet pics on OnlyFans. Then he says, uh, I don't even know what that means. 
and he says, uh, CEO of Trust Us Records. I couldn't find anything on that, <laughs> on that record label. Then he says, uh, I never made a racist who could fight. And then he shows this video that he scrolled back like literally like at least two years of me doing a mitt workout with a woman, the woman who actually taught me how to box because she's a fucking middleweight boxer. <laughs> so he scrolled past all of these men that, that I've worked with over time. And he thought that that was like his, and then and his, his caption was, you couldn't find any other male partners to, to uh, box with. It's like, well, sir, you can get in there. <laughs> Since you like hitting people so much, like you could get in there, but you're not. Um, so he did that and he said, and um, um, it's no surprise that he's from Houston. I can't, couldn't find any record labels that he was uh, affiliated with except this record label, Mills Records. Here's their logo. I said, bro, I'm like, he's now just making up things. <laughs> I've never even heard of Mills Records. <laughs> so, so it got really, really funny. Um, then he said, um, here he is. He said, since he went six years into the TMZ timeline to find my mugshot, I only had to go buy two, go back two. Here's a picture of him with John Legend, who he never speaks about. <laughs> okay. I said, bro, I've never spoken to him. I don't speak about him because I've met him once. Um, also, I didn't go back into a TMZ um, timeline. I don't even like TMZ. Uh, your your transgressions are literally a Google search away. <laughs> Google Google Larry Johnson domestic violence, mm -hmm. and you'll find at least three to four mugshots. I just don't get like I don't get how like look. I'll, I'll entertain a lot because I I just think some things are funny to think about, but yeah, to to do what he does to his extent, like they they banned Alex Jones, they banned Willie D off YouTube, but yeah. they let this dude just run around with these ridiculous accusations towards every black celebrity. They let him keep his verified check mark. They let him have a YouTube channel. I understand well, how well, he hasn't been reported. What's odd to me is that he um even if as a man if you didn't like what i said to you um if you wanted to address it you could respond to me yeah even in a dm you could say hey bro um i already know you like that and um yeah like it's cool or not that you that you um brought all of that back to the forefront but like you know what i'm saying because even then, like, because he did uh, this whole thing of like, I found salvation and I've grown and I've done this and done that. And, you know, uh, now I can speak. Basically, I got saved. So now I can really talk about um, not protecting women because they had it coming. <laughs> that kind of shit. <laughs> so like he he does that shit. And he, uh, but instead of like coming to me and saying, yo, I don't even really need that attention. Honestly, I don't need that. But if you really had an issue with what I said, you wouldn't be trying to make a big stink about it. You would you would come to me and, and say, look, um, I did that and um, I paid for everything I did and I don't, um, 
you know, even if you say I wouldn't change any of that for the world because it made me the man I am today, blah, 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 whatever the fuck, or hey, man, keep my name out of your mouth or whatever. And I, I would have just politely told him, we'll keep your, keep Megan's name out of your mouth. Mm-hmm. You don't know none of them people and you just out here spreading around stupid shit. You spreading around, like not only are you spreading around conspiracy theories, but you're just making up things. That's like me saying Ryan Rocket is from, uh, from uh, Boogaloo, Texas. And he spent the majority of his life robbing stagecoaches. <laughs> and um, but now here he is today with a man named Figgy. And look at his hair. <laughs> the blue hair represents the devil. Definitely. Like, what, like, bro, what are you talking about? Yeah. What are you, you're just making up shit and nobody's listening to you. That's kind of the reason why he kind of flies under the radar because nobody watches what he says. Nobody, yeah, that's nobody's, nobody's listening to that man. But, um, yeah 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 that that happened but again that's another nigga that doesn't address men yeah he likes to talk about women but he don't address the men mm-hmm. the scary never part, addresses- the, the scary part about situations like this is the pe- the people in the comments like oh you know everybody's not perfect and all this other, like oh you ain't have you don't have to weigh in on everything yeah and and yeah, I'm not perfect either. I just know I've never shot anybody. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I know I've never shot a woman. And, and yeah, whatever. Yeah, and, <laughs> I, and yeah. even with him being in that situation, the shit he did, the, the crazy shit he did in the past, we don't need to hear you weigh in on, you know, women like this. Like, yeah, go no, sit your ass down. Yeah, go check on your like you sit this one out. You ain't, mm-hmm. We don't need your opinion on this. Yeah, go 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 check the go check on your CTE. Mm-hmm. Go take your medicine. <laughs> that dude, that dude is a really strange dude, man. I used to think yeah. it was entertaining for a while, but he really went off the rails with all this bullshit with Meg. Yeah, so ridiculous. he really is. We don't, we don't want to hold you too long, man. I know I know no, you're a busy man with things to do, no, but good, I man. We, I do want to know your takes on on some sports shit, man. I know you played sports. Let's um, do it. You're a uh, uh, avid, avid sports watcher. And of course, there's a lot going on in Houston in the world period with sports, man. Um, I don't even know where to start. There's so much. First, let's start with the NFL, man. Fuck you, a football nigga. So number one, how how do you feel about the NFL coming back in this pandemic? Do you think they've done enough? Do you think their social justice initiatives are enough? And also, you think about Bill O'Brien getting fired and Texas being zero four. The NFL is the NFL is run almost a mirror image of how the country is being run. Fair enough. It's just a whole lot of, oh, we'll be all right. Get out there and play. Get out there and work. And then when niggas die and get or get sick or whatever, oh, you know, there's gonna be some casualties. That's what that is. They just keep moving as if niggas ain't like dealing with a pandemic that we don't really even know what it is yet. We don't know what COVID is yet. We don't know the effects, the longer, the lingering effect of what any of this shit is. They're hell bent on putting people in the stands when they don't need to put them in the stands. Even if you're going to play the game, you've had, bro, you've had six months to sit with some people and figure out how to logistically play a season and make it work. You won't listen to the NBA on nothing. 
you like to me and maybe and maybe it's easier said than done maybe there's a lot of moving parts that go with it but to me i don't understand why each division didn't have their own bubble yeah each division has a bubble you don't play non-division games you just have an eight game season everybody plays each other twice Everybody's in one situation. And then when the playoffs come, you play in two bubbles, the AFC bubble and the NFC bubble. Damn. I ain't even think about that. The <laughs> NFL would hate that, though, because they need the the marquee matchups yeah. with the cross-divisional rivals and the big-name quarterbacks. So. Which is they, cool. They but right Lamar now versus Deshaun. Yeah. It ain't, that, it ain't that time right now, though. It's, it's, it's not that time, bro. We just, this isn't even the hundredth year. Last year was the hundredth year. Or mm-hmm. was, was it two years ago? It was the hundredth year. Like this mm-hmm. isn't even a special year. Mm-hmm. We're not even doing nothing that this is just a regular football season. This is the worst. Sorry, Colin Kaepernick year. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. This is the worst. Sorry, Colin Kaepernick year. We're, this is bro. The NFC, uh, the AFC shot South should have been in, uh, in Indianapolis. You take four hotels, you put them all in a hotel, everybody plays in in Lucas Oil Stadium. You take the uh the NFC East, and since Jerry Jones is so goddamn thirsty to make some money, <laughs> put them in Dallas. <laughs> you take um the the NFC South. And you put them all in, you put all the NFC South and I don't know, Tampa. Let them all play in Tampa. The division guys come out, they go to the playoffs. You play the playoffs, you play the NFC bubble in, in, in um, the city that can maybe handle, maybe the NFC bubble is, is, is Seattle. The AFC bubble may be Pittsburgh or some shit like that. I don't know. You you play, maybe you pick two different stadiums because may I where they take top eight, right? It's it's eight guys that go to the playoffs. So maybe you put one in Seattle, one down in, in LA. Why don't you go back to San Diego where y'all took the team away? Play in that stadium. Yeah. You go to the East, you go to the, um, the AF, the NFC or whatever, and then you have one in New York or whatever, and then you have another one on the West Coast or something like that. I don't know. But you figure that shit out. You have six months to do this. You have six months to do it, to figure out how to play in a bubble. College shouldn't even be being, being played right now. Shouldn't be being played. And if you were going to do it, put them in a bubble. Mm-hmm. If the SWAT don't play, put the swag and put the west part of the swag in Houston, put the east part of the swag or Houston and New Orleans and put the east part of the swag in like Florida or or Alabama. Play, have them play at one of the schools in Alabama or something like that. The, the funniest thing to me too was the big, like the Big Ten was trying to be the responsible school and be <laughs> like, look, we just shouldn't be having football this year. But then, then everybody the else said, yeah, yeah, everybody else said, fuck that. Yeah. <laughs> he don't play regardless. What it really was was a, a we're going to come, but like, who all going to be there? Yeah. And if ain't nobody really going to be, I might just like pass, bro. 
Mm-hmm. But the Big 12 didn't want to play. The SEC wasn't going to play. And the SEC said, nah, we playing. So the Big 12 said, oh, we playing too. And then the Pac-12 said, oh, well, look at them. They, they look like they're having fun over there. So let's start <laughs> up in October. That's mm-hmm. all they did. Like, they shouldn't even be getting played. Bruh. Notre Dame had like 20 people test positive in a week. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What are we doing? So yeah, that's the COVID. Like, like, bro, I would have been fine not watching football this year. Um, aside from that, it's a long time coming to get Bill O'Brien the fuck out of here. <laughs> you traded your best. You traded the best receiver in the league for a bag of chips, just so that you can not win a game. And then you put the team in a position where they can't even rebuild because you don't have any draft picks. Yeah. <laughs> how, so how- you ruined the team. <laughs> so you can't even, they can't even tank for, they can't Anything. tank for, for a first yeah, round draft. You can't pick. even throw the season away. <laughs> you can't throw the season away. So now all you're left to do is say, well, how do we get a first round draft pick for next year? Oh, I know we're going to have to trade JJ. White. <laughs> Good luck getting the because first name, round pick. Name guys. Name guys on the Texans team right now that are worth the first round draft pick. They couldn't even get one for for DeAndre Hopkins, so I would have to say nobody <laughs> unless you're going to trade away yes. Deshaun Watson, maybe. Yeah, exactly. So you got Deshaun Watson and you got JJ Watt on your team, and they're the only ones worth the first round draft pick right now. JJ Watt right now is not. I wouldn't. He wouldn't get one. I think that a team would do it. I think I think that it would have to be like a Seattle or somebody at the towards the end of the first round. You know who would? You know who the would Patriots. trade him for a first round pick? The Dallas Cowboys. Oh man, no. Nah. You that <laughs> want to know why? Want to know why? Because they don't have a pass rush. They have nothing. Can I would you take imagine. I would take an I would take thirty four year old JJ Watt. Over any defensive lineman on the on the Cowboys right now, man. Imagine surgically this, repaired JJ. This city would go nuts. Yes, <laughs> if he get traded to the Dallas Cowboys out of all people. <laughs> you know who else would take him? Uh, the New England Patriots. Yeah, I yeah, th- true. I think oh, Pittsburgh. Um, I think Pittsburgh would too because they probably going Pittsburgh be would the, take him. They'd be at the end of the dra- uh, the end of the first round anyway. So yeah, that so like really it's, it's plenty of people that would give up that first round pick, especially if they are in a team, if they're on a team that is a contender that just needs to get over the hump. So if you're a team that gets needs get a, if you're a team that just needs to get over the hump, and you know you need a pass rush, your first round draft really don't make no difference anyway because you're at the bottom of the draft. So typically, the only people left at the bottom of the draft are like quarterbacks that they thought should have gone in the first round and O linemen or corners or something like that. But like, it ain't no marquee guy at the 28th pick. That's just like gonna break the game open for you unless you just really, really, really need a quarterback or something like that. But like, that's that's not really happening. So, um, and if they trade Deshaun Watson, then you don't have a reason to want to win at this point. You don't want to win. Yeah. So they've done all of this shit. <laughs> and he's decimated this team and everybody that he's gotten rid of has been because they don't like him. 
<laughs> you got rid of Dwayne Brown because Dwayne Brown had too much, uh, 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 too much clout in the locker room. Well, maybe he's just a decent guy. <laughs> doing all right um, in Seattle. <laughs> you, yeah, you got rid of Clowney because you ain't like Clowney. Well, Clowney don't like you. <laughs> and the only thing that people know how to do to get out of out of Houston, to really, really get out of Houston is tell me you want more money with three layers, layers left on your yep. contract. <laughs> you ain't like DeAndre Hopkins because of his influence in the locker room. And that nigga don't do nothing but influence people to do the right thing. I don't see, like, we 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 have seen guys out, right? I've never seen DeAndre Hopkins out. You know, the one time I saw DeAndre Hopkins out, he came to Arian Foster's concert. Yep. Yeah, because our um shout out to our dude Pay Test Rob. He actually took a picture with him at the yeah. at that show. <laughs> I've never seen DeAndre Hopkins at the club fucking with us. Mm. Which there's no problem with that anyway. Yeah. As long as you're he, doing your job. He never your, got that, in trouble. Cool. Like, yeah, never gets in trouble. Um, I've seen Andre Johnson out far more than I've seen him out. And Andre don't get in trouble. And you let you got rid of him. You got rid of the guy that could have just been the locker room guy while DeAndre was there. The guy that could have helped DeAndre along the way and made him even better as a pro. I don't think Andre wants I don't think they got rid of him so much as I don't think he wanted to do it anymore. I think he was more so probably had other things going on and they probably wanted him to commit more than he needed to like be there every single day. Yeah. But if that's the uh, case, then why would he go to, why would he go to Indiana? No, you talk about um, uh, Andre as the player though, right? Yeah. Yeah. As a player. If that's the case, then why, why, why would he go to two other teams in the division? He still wanted to play ball. Oh, you mean, oh, as a player, I thought you meant after their career. Yeah. I get you. Oh yeah. 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 You're right. Yeah. 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 During, during that time you ran him off. Yeah. Yeah, that was bad, and too. I forgot all about that. That guy, was terrible. He's a guy that's, that you could say, look, we got a chance to win here, and I think you still got something left in the tank, but we got this star right here, and you know how this goes. We're going to need you to take a pay cut. And he might have said, how much you need me to cut, bro? Mm-hmm. I got money already. Yeah, you usually don't see a lot of players yeah. wanting out of Houston, though. They they love they love yeah. Houston, even with Bill O'Brien. <laughs> <laughs> and they yeah. love playing. And, but, they love playing but, with him. But what they're finding out later is that they don't like Bill O'Brien. Nobody mm-hmm. likes that man. Yeah, they go somewhere else and man, love life. <laughs> and they shine. They shine like, like like. There's no reason why Andre Johnson couldn't have been our Larry Fitzgerald. Yeah. There's no reason why why um why Clowney shouldn't still be here as a bookend to JJ. We don't get no pass rush. <laughs> like, what are, we, what are these niggas doing? You traded away every good player you could trade so that you can get mid-level to low-level guys that'll just be happy to be there. Good guys, tough, smart. Well, Keith, they're, they're tough, smart, and dependable. That's what matters, <laughs> Jack. It doesn't matter how good yeah. they are. Good you know, these things, you whatever. <laughs> who, who cares how fast they, they are? Exactly. Yeah, they... They dependable till they get hurt. <laughs> you need guys who show up to practice. Okay, practice mm-hmm. is what matters, even though nobody watches it or cares about it. But but the players, yeah. we talking about that's all that matters yeah. is practice. Speaking yeah. of that, yeah. how did y'all feel about um, I guess the whole fight on the practice field with JJ Watt? I guess him getting into it with Bill O'Brien. 
And that's yeah, they said he got into it with a bill about something. I don't know really what it was about, but um, <laughs> they probably signed this. That probably sealed his fate right there. Yeah. No, I hundred percent think the players, like if not just JJ, I think a group of players probably went to Cal McNair and said, "This guy has to go." Yeah, I think, it, and that's yeah. how it happened. We we talked about it all um, last week, but um, it had to be some of the newer players that he got. So the Randall Cobbs, the David Johnsons, mm-hmm. or or Brandon Cooks, because wasn't nobody talking about this offense before, and this is the exact same thing. So when yeah. you got somebody like a Randall Cobb who played with some damn good quarterbacks, you know, he come in and like, man, what the fuck is this shit? <laughs> like, we not doing yeah. shit on offense. What like what the fuck is this? We can't even we can't even get a, a running back that we can be proud of. <laughs> like people yeah. talked all that shit about Arian. Arian is the best running back to ever hundred percent. He in fact I'd venture to say he's the third best running back that Houston sports has ever had. Earl Campbell. Yeah, I don't think that's a stretch. I mean, they had the Oilers and the Texans, and the Texans haven't had anybody yeah. yet. So, so you had Eddie Earl George Campbell. and Earl Campbell. Oh, yeah. Okay. Eddie and Earl Campbell. And, and they talked about how much that man got hurt. They talked about how much that man – uh, it's the vegan diet, guys. Remember that whole thing? Yeah, the vegan diet he went on for six months. <laughs> <clears throat> um, the, oh, he's an atheist. That's why. Fuck out of here. Like, <laughs> nigga, they, they did all of that shit. And now we can't get a running back that can hold on to the ball. We can't get a running back that was good, that's going to give us a steady get you um, two yards. yard game. <laughs> yeah, like we can't, we can't get one to average five yards of carry. Nothing. We can't do none of that shit. And then when we got, we had the opportunity to maybe sign maybe a guy like Adrian Peterson, who you know what you're gonna get out of Adrian Peterson, could do that. Um, yeah, like we're we're just and then we don't put ourselves in a position to, to draft a running back because we trade them we trade all our picks away for for niggas that don't give us nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so bye, Bill O'Brien. Um, yeah. So um, the next coach absolutely should be Eric Bieniemy. And um, and he should have been there last year. I, see, I, I want I want to ask a question, but I want to wait until I was around all black people before I ask it, <laughs> because I've been thinking about this whole Eric Bieniemy as a Houston Texans coach thing, and I want to see it happen just because you see what he did and with the Chiefs and Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. But the question is, is it going to happen? Not only that, because I, I'll admit I had no no idea at all the Texans would ever take a black quarterback in the draft and they did he ended up great right but my thing is how quick do y'all think the fan base will turn on this man being that he's a we saw what they yeah. did to Rick Smith and Rick yeah. Smith made some good moves in his career he went back they had to, like he was the bane of the existence for the Texans and he was the cause of all the problems so low-key like I don't want to make everything a racial thing but this is Texas man this is football Still yeah. a lot of, of of racial thinking people out here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there were even people we saw making Facebook posts about, see, when Deshaun has a bad game, this is why black people can't be quarterbacks. Yeah. So yeah. 
How quickly mm-hmm. do y'all think they would yeah. turn on Eric Bieniemy if he you was the what, actual Houston Texans You see what coach. they did to Dusty Baker when he started off pretty rough? Yes, and he just got here. <laughs> he just went, got here. Everybody was hurt. And, and let's be real, yeah. they brought him in to clean up that bullshit. Yes. Yeah. Like he was yeah. the Obama of the Astros. Yeah. In to yeah. clean up the recession. Yeah. And, yeah. and so Romeo they, got to do the same thing. Ain't that crazy? He got to do the same thing. Yeah. What pro sports typically does is they hire the black guy to babysit a bunch of scrubs while they lose. And then they fire them when they can't turn sugar and shit into sugar. So the enemy will, would come and win off top because he's a better play caller. He's clearly a better play caller. Like Bill O'Brien be out there fourth and 15, this nigga, third and 15, this nigga want to run a, a quarterback draw. Like don't nobody in the world know that it's going to happen. <laughs> like he's, he's, he, he's that kind of nigga. So um, if the enemy can bring in the right staff, I mean, yeah, they going to turn on, on them whenever they lose and whenever we lose or whatever. But like, bro, do you want to, start off on four again or do you want to see a team that's like making progress because this team can't win mm-hmm. this team's not going to win romeo cornell is not going to change that and that's not even romeo cornell's fault so what i think what what should happen is they should hire airbnb and i've been hearing um uh what's the brother's name on espn that they said should be a gm um oh lewis riddick Lewis Riddick. So a yeah. lot of people are saying Lewis Riddick should be the GM. I hadn't really thought about that, but that would be nice. Uh, I also think that's too much black to be in Yeah, I was going to say, they already got a <laughs> um, black quarterback. <laughs> yeah, um, that's way too much black for, for the McNairs. I think I think uh, Bob Whoa McNair there, buddy. <laughs> turn in his grave if we, he saw that. We got you a black quarterback. I think quarterback. that's what probably should happen. I think that's what probably should happen. What's probably going to happen is the is Cal McNair is gonna give a call out to Robert Kraft and try to see what coach he can scrape up from the bottom <laughs> of the barrel at, uh, at with the um, with the um, with the with the Patriots. Yeah. That's probably what's gonna end up happening because these niggas think they're the Patriots and they're not yeah. the Patriots. Yeah, that's I'm not so, too I'm not too excited about being to me because it's it's week five now, and I just yeah, think yeah. a lot and, of I mean, a lot of shit gonna happen. And I yeah, feel what, like they're gonna what, drop the ball <laughs> somehow. Well, what's gonna happen is what's gonna happen is they're gonna finish the season now with Romeo yeah. as the interim coach. Because really, right now, you're not even. I don't even think you're legally a allowed to. to yeah. you can't talk to nobody. Talk to another coach right now, and he probably so, wouldn't talk anyway because he focused yeah. on you know the Chiefs. Yeah, he's focused on beating our ass again. Like he, you know, like that's what he's that's what he's focused on. But like. End of the season when they start granting people, um, you know, maybe they. I think I think the Chiefs are going to make another run at the Super Bowl probably if if nobody if everybody didn't get COVID and die first. Hmm. Um, but in the event that they get eliminated from the playoffs, that's probably when they're going to say, you know, that's probably when people are going to start inquiring about Eric enemy again. And th- the first team on the phone should be the Texans. What I think is going to happen is them niggas are going to try to find the the wide receivers coach from the New England Patriots <laughs> and try to make him the fucking head coach. <laughs> and um, and then we're going to be sitting here with a, a coach that don't know what the hell he's doing 
and Deshaun Watson's gonna get his ass killed. Yeah, so, hopefully yeah. not, but who knows, man? I, I can't I can't call with this franchise anymore. I just I'm just reactionary. I don't even try to predict these moves no more because I don't know what's I, happening no I more. I was shocked they fired them this quick. Me too. I thought <laughs> I that, and I, honestly, low key, I don't even like that. Like I understand why they had to do it if the players were revolting, yeah, but he lost I kind of feel room. like you gotta go down with the ship. Yeah, you make the moves he made. Yeah, it's nah, like at a certain point. Yeah, because at a certain point you start, then the front office starts really, really losing the players. That's true. And so you, you got to get rid of them, because if your quarterback, let's say Deshaun's not happy, and you just sign this man to a new contract, what if he tells you, "Hey, bro, trade me," because I can't win with this nigga. <laughs> and if you're not gonna get rid of him, I gotta go. Like you're not gonna you're not gonna take I'm not even in my prime yet, and you're not gonna take that away from me by getting me killed every time I drop back. Can't do it. Can't win with him. Can't coach with him. Can't do it. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like Mike we, Singletary, <laughs> and and especially and maybe Deshaun may not even been the one. JJ might have had to be the no, one to no, say, hey, "Yeah, that was JJ." Can't win with this nigga. Yeah, that was JJ. I think he because got they definitely it. gonna listen to him. They probably would have told Deshaun, "Shut up, nigga." But they we just gave but, you five uh, three hundred million dollars, man. You good? Shut yeah. Up. yeah, but JJ, if he's, he's hey, like the mayor, he's like guy. the mayor of the city. So when yeah. he went they off, probably hey hey JJ, how you feeling today? How's it going? How's it going? How's it going? <laughs> hey man, we can't win with this guy. Oh, we, we hey well okay, let's start thinking like about you him or me, <laughs> him or me. Yeah. trade me to Pittsburgh with my brothers. Like whoa whoa yeah. whoa, whoa, whoa hold on hold on. <laughs> yeah man so. Okay, so last sports question, and Figgy, I want to get your take on this too. Was LeBron pussy for passing the ball at the last minute of the uh, game five? I believe it was between the Heat and the Lakers. What was he? Was it? Did he lack the killer instinct, the Kobe gene, the Jordan gene? Should he have shot the ball, or, or was he pussy for passing to Danny Green, who bricked a three to uh, have the Heat come up, and now they're. Uh, yeah. Three. The Lakers are three two. Uh, when's the next game? Monday. Tomorrow. So, Sunday. Sunday. Is it Sunday? Oh, it yeah, is Sunday. Sunday. Okay, so it might be over by the time this podcast almost comes out. But what do y'all think? What, what was was LeBron pussy? Because I'm hearing him getting flamed and destroyed <laughs> on social media for this performance. Um. No, he wasn't. Um. He made the right play. And. Both of you, I'll give you one. I'll give you one guess why they why they signed Danny Green. Go to make threes. In theory, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, the reason why Steve Kerr played for the Bulls is because he's a smart point guard and he can knock down a jump shot. The reason why John Paxson was there is because he was a smart point guard and he could knock down a jump shot. The reason why um, J.R. Smith played for the Cavs when he did is because he could knock down a jump shot. I don't know if it's Don't say he's smart. Don't say that. The reason why they have him now on the Lakers is because he can knock down a jump shot every now and then. Right now he can't because he's, he's coming off the bench and he's not getting in a rhythm or anything like that. But that is the reason why you do you surround a guy like LeBron 
in AD with shooters because you don't want AD shooting three pointers in the last game. He can he can make them, but you would rather him not shoot them. You'd rather the guy that you drafted, I mean that you that you signed and paid all his money for, to hit that shot. He's butt booty wide the fuck open. <laughs> Mm-hmm. There wasn't even anyone in the gym when he got that ball. Mm-hmm. And shit happens. You miss the shot. So what? As a shooter, you gotta you gotta shake that off. He's not pussy to me because I think what it is is that everybody has an expectation of what LeBron should be based on who they think he should be. LeBron has never been that person. The first time I saw LeBron was their first ESPN game when he was at St. Vincent St. Mary's. And they kept calling him the next Jordan. And I said, I don't know why y'all are calling him Jordan because he looks like Magic Johnson to me. Mm -hmm. He looks like fast, athletic Magic Johnson. And he was, and people don't talk about this enough. He was like a pass first guy too. He was always a pass first guy. (laughs) I remember that game. He had scored maybe like, four points in the first half and he had like six assists Mm -hmm. (laughs) and and you know on that team yeah they had some pretty good guys on that team but none of those guys are winning without LeBron but you do that because even if we lose the game Danny Green needs to know that LeBron still believes in you because Danny ain't hit a jumper all season (laughs) since he's been in the bubble I ain't yeah, seen that nigga hit a jumper. He's like, what, is he even 20% from three? He's awful. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and most shooters tell you, one wild guess what shooters do when they're in a slump. Keep shooting. Exactly. You shoot yourself out of the slump. But you got to be, that's the, that's the moment where you can say, man, dog, I missed so many shots. And shooting-wise, I've just played bad i've played poorly every series but damn he he believed in me i gotta hit this and when you hit that that's your story right there man i missed all year and we got the mvp right here and he he believed in me and i hit the shot for him would i would would i have taken the shot if i'm lebron maybe but also, I've never been in a finals game with four guys on me while I'm driving to the hole. Also, Danny didn't have to shoot a three. He's yeah. butt booty wide the hell open. <laughs> he could have, he could have taken a running start into the catch and shot from the top of the key. This is the new NBA, Jack. It's either threes or layups, man. Ain't no mid-range no more. That's fine. And but if we're going to go up by one twos, point. Do we? He don't even shoot twos. Right. That's <laughs> Threes fine. or layups. If we're going to go to the – if we gonna, because Iguodala's so damn, so damn far down that he's not going to get there fast enough. And that's the only guy that I'm really worried about to contest the shot, really. Uh, Jimmy was committed to, to LeBron. You know, mm-hmm. you dip that out. You step in front of the line, you take a, a, a 17-footer instead of a 22-footer, and you, you know, maybe you got a different outcome here because Paxson's shot was a two-pointer. Not Paxson's. Uh, Curry's shot was a two-pointer at the free-throw line, damn it. 
That was the and old the NBA when mid range was legal. Yeah, <laughs> mid range yeah, is now absolutely. illegal. Yeah, but that's how you do that, man. Like I, I mean, but you know, I still think they're in good position. Um, look, LeBron did all he could. He got forty. Damn, they had a triple double. AD had damn near thirty, and he was hurt. He banged that heel on whatever, and you know what I'm saying? Like, they got what they needed, but they just need everybody to contribute. KCP's been playing really well, though. Yeah. Um, And I didn't see that coming, because I never really liked KCP as a player, but, you know. But they need guys that's going to knock down shots, man. Like, like, you know, Rondo's been shooting pretty well, but yesterday he didn't shoot so well. He killed Houston, man. I don't know what happened. They got to get awful. Kuzma there. They got to get Kuzma out of there. <laughs> yeah, he was looking Kuzma's pretty bad out too. there. Kuzma's just out there playing stupid basketball. It's not even the fact he's missing shots. He's just out there playing stupid. So, um, but yeah, he's not pussy, man. What you think? <laughs> right. yeah, yeah, I agree, man. I think whatever LeBron would have did, people would have trashed him no matter what. If he would have took yeah, the shot. Yeah, if he'd missed the shot, they'd have been like, oh, oh he ain't see, clutch. Yeah, yo, he ain't clutch. Look, Kobe would have made that. Uh, Jordan would have made that. I, I the think, only right answer is for him to take the shot and make it. Yeah. 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 Which which still would have left nine seconds on the clock. Yeah. So if Jimmy Butler comes down there and scores again, what the fuck was LeBron doing shooting so early? Yeah. Yeah, I just, yeah, I think he made the right play, man. Like this, like, I know it's Danny Green, but he was wide the fuck open. Like that's a shot yeah. you should hit as a professional. The, the, but the real, the real issue is why was what the fuck was Marquise Morris throwing the ball to? <laughs> man, yeah. My <laughs> only, my only real thought is that he may have thought that. AD was gonna spin off of Bam and go for the for the lob. Cause it looked like that's what probably should have happened. But even still, bro, like <laughs> you don't make stupid passes. Also, LeBron is butt booty wide the fuck open and uh, <laughs> uh for mid-range too. Yeah. You know I mean, you had time. You threw the ball out of bounds. You didn't even give your team a chance. Yeah. With no timeouts left. Yeah, it's it's, it's kind of me- I I kind of respect Miami, man. Miami been balling throughout this whole bubble. They they oh, yeah, they probably they probably had the toughest road to the finals <laughs> out of all teams. Mm-hmm. But um, Duncan Robinson a dog. Yeah, um, Tyler Hero. Uh, Hero's a dog. Kendrick uh, was it Ke- Kendrick Murray? Kendrick, Kendrick Nunn. I think Kendrick Nunn. I'm sorry. Kendrick I'm thinking Nunn, uh, yeah. uh Murray. Yeah, but um Kendrick Nunn. He's a and then shoot. Jimmy Butler, yeah, he's a problem, man. Yeah, just imagine, man. And he's Rock- always been a problem. It's crazy because the Rockets actually tried to get him, man. If they would have got him, man, this Rockets team probably be different. It probably would be, but we'd still be shooting threes and missing. Yeah, <laughs> there was no change in that D'Antoni offense. <laughs> yeah, he probably would have cussed D'Antoni out. Oh of yeah, trade. he probably would cuss every- Harden. He probably would cuss everybody out. <laughs> yep. I, I agree that people were being too hard on LeBron on social media. And that's just because, you know, a lot, you know, people, the, the, the Lakers thing, the Kobe thing that just had, like, people want to see Kobe version too. Like y'all said, LeBron is nothing like that. He's never been like that as a player. But I also have to admit, um, I don't think LeBron wanted any part of the free throw line in those last few seconds. <laughs> I have to call that out for what it that, is too. That could be. 
that could be true. He's not a great free throw shooter, so I can I can see that. Especially like he's admitted, like in the clutch, he's just he can't hit free throws for some reason, and it's just yeah. I think he definitely was realizing that. Like even he probably would have got fouled if he drove to the lane, and he could have sold it, but then yeah. he would have to get to the line, and he knows he struggles there. So yeah. it's kind of playing to your him, strengths. Man. Yeah, no, it is. It is. Mm-hmm. I mean, you, you're playing to your yeah. strengths, like y'all said. He was wide open, but it was Danny Green. Yeah, <laughs> so it was <laughs> yeah. almost destined to miss how he's yeah. been playing lately. Yeah, I was I was just tired of the uh, the sorry ass, lazy ass Jordan takes, man. Like yeah. that came. Jordan right. would have took their shot. Jordan yeah. passed it twice. See, that's y'all goat. <laughs> y'all goat passing the ball like that. <laughs> like, I, I'm like man. I'm like, they, like everybody they, has this false idea that niggas just do everything on their own. Yeah, and and. You know, they, oh, well, Kobe wouldn't have done that. Kobe wasn't even the, the finals MVP any of the time this Don't bring that up to the fans, man. <laughs> Don't bring that up to the like, fans. Like, he he wasn't even the best player on the floor <laughs> on them teams. And I love Kobe and God rest his soul, but Kobe will tell you that. Yeah. And you got to look you at know, it, too. Kobe ain't passing the ball anyway. <laughs> No, no, Kobe's not passing to nobody. Yeah. Like and 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 still in not passing the ball, who was the best player on the court? Shaq. And you wouldn't even pass it to him. So, you know, like like people people talk a lot. Like Kobe never won without a, a solid big man. He needed five to solve. People talk about basketball like it's old school Bushido Samurai code where you have to die with honor. Like it's okay to chuck your way into yeah. a loss if you're a Kobe or yeah. a Jordan, as long as you keep shooting. Like there's <laughs> no honor say. in a loss, no matter how you lose. Yeah. That's like telling that's like telling a, a singer, nah, bro, you don't you can't get no mix. You don't need no auto-tune. You don't need no uh, pitch correction. You don't need no effects on your voice. Nothing like that. We just going to take this. And if it's not a hit, then you trash. What are you talking about? Like, <laughs> like everybody needs a teammate. Like, like as good as Jimmy's been playing right now, none of that matters if if Duncan Robinson ain't knocking down shots. Is as, as, um, as good as Patrick Mahomes is, He's got the fastest wide receiver core in the league that can actually catch a football. Um, as good as Tom Brady's always been, he's always needed a time a, a tight end and a coach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean they don't bring, that's just that's just the reality of it. They don't bring. It's funny because people don't bring that shit up with it when it comes to LeBron. Because who was the best coach LeBron ever played under? He's never Spolster played at this coach. point. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was probably coach, his. Yeah. That was probably his best team, his best coach. But he never yeah. had like a Hall of Fame coach. Or he and when he got Blatt, Blatt had never coached an NBA game. They yeah. um, and went to the finals. Tyloo <laughs> had never been a head coach of an NBA team. Yeah. Um, 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 the other dude, Mike, Mike Brown. Brown. Mike Brown. Yeah. yeah. Mike Brown's not a good basketball coach. <laughs> He um, wasn't. <laughs> he played for, like, I actually respect Vogel now. Like, I wasn't really on him. I wasn't really fucking with him with Indiana. I guess it was just because he was playing LeBron all of these all of these times. But he's actually a pretty decent coach. Um, 
and they didn't give him nothing to work with in Orlando. So I was like, oh, he must not really be that great of a coach, but he ain't had nobody to coach. Um, but yeah, bro, like that's like, come on, man. Like all he of this. Ain't got, no, he ain't LeBron, had no Phil Jackson. Gotta, <laughs> yeah. LeBron got to get up there and do everything on his own. And he got to shoot 40 times a game. That's not his game. <laughs> that's, that's not his game. And and if that were the case, like if you wanted to shoot 30, 40 times a game, like uh um because that's what James Harden would do, well, where is that getting James Harden? Mm-hmm. And, and, and I'm two, sure he'd like some help too. Yeah, and two, and two, you gotta look at this too. He in the 17th year, man. 17th year, 17 and years still about and still in the niggas. MVP conversation. <laughs> Yeah, and they still talking about his physical attributes. I'm like, bro, this man is still in his prime. You guys just don't think he's in his prime because normally people at 35 are not playing and jumping this damn high. But he is still in his physical prime. He's still jumping as high as he's ever jumped. He's still, um, if you wanted him to be, take all of these shots and drive to the hole and and bully and body everybody, he wouldn't have played this long. Mm -hmm. He playing smart. Yeah, he's playing. He's playing smart basketball. He's avoiding injuries um, because of the way he takes care of his body. He's always in shape. He got his team more prepared for the bubble than anybody in the league. Anybody in the league. If you can get KCP to hit jump shots, you probably got your team a little bit more locked in than everybody. The only other team that's been more prepared at this point has been Miami. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> they ain't sneaking no girls yeah, in the hotel. Much, they uh, they ain't messing yeah. with the. They ain't sneaking no chicks in the hotel or. Yeah, yeah, they ain't wings. doing none of that. Ain't no. <laughs> ain't no um, leaving the um, leaving City, the bubble to go get club, <laughs> chicken wings going yeah, on. Ain't nobody, ain't nobody postmating at the bubble. <laughs> Who was that that did the postmate shit the first week of the bubble? Oh, I forget, Ooh. but yeah, I do remember that happening. He went to the line where the bubble was and then got the food and then they had to quarantine him. Yeah, he tried to go in disguise or something like he wasn't no he giant fucking NBA player. <laughs> Crazy. So I think that about covers all the hot topics, man. Oh, yeah, the Astros. Okay, I will admit I was wrong about the Astros as well. I said the Astros were dead when they lost Verlander for the season. I said, fuck it, it's the bubble year. Who cares? They made it to the ALCS, man. I was yeah. wrong. They balling out of control right now. They they stumbled they into the be, fucking playoffs. They they had a losing they're record. They're gonna be going Tampa too. I be think Tampa so, two. man. How crazy would this shit be if they make it to the World Series again and fuck around and play the Dodgers? Everybody oh, would owe us an apology. Everybody. <laughs> Everybody. Wait, Clayton Kershaw still play for the Dodgers, right? Uh, yeah, I think so. If he not hurt. Yeah. I would love to play the Dodgers again because Clayton Kershaw is how you win again, win a series against the Dodgers. That's the money matchup. I feel like, I feel like that, that has to, that I mean, the happen. MLB ratings and sports ratings have been bad overall. They play in Atlanta, Atlanta right? Uh, I yeah, think they play, so. Yeah. They play, they play in Atlanta. Look, we smoke in Atlanta. If we get past like, yeah. it, Smoking it's, it's, baseball, baseball needs the Dodgers and the Astros in yeah. the World Series again. They, this needs to happen low for the key, fate they, of the sport. They low-key needed the Astros and the Yankees, man. The Yankees fucked yeah, that, that up. Yeah, that too. 
Well, yeah. but the Do- the Dodgers had more real beef yeah. with the Astros. This is like some wrestling shit going on with them, man. They, so yeah, no, yeah. the Lakers couldn't do. <laughs> yeah, but the Lakers couldn't do. They, I mean, uh, the uh, the Astro, the Yankees couldn't do their job. So, nah. you know, so too bad for them. So sad. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah, I will admit I was wrong about the Astros. The Astros balling. So we'll see how that goes as well. At least one team in Houston is doing really good. Yeah, and uh, with all their people hurt, by the way, too. <laughs> yeah, that's why I thought they were dead, man. We lost yeah. so many people either through every big name player was on or, the injured list this year. Yeah, mm-hmm. they they clutched it out, man. So congrats to them doing their thing in the bubble or wherever they're. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so, for sure. all right, yeah, Jack. Uh, we appreciate you joining us, man. A great conversation as always, bro. Hey, man, I appreciate um, you guys having me. Yeah, anytime, man. Anytime. You know how it goes. So plug it, plug your shit first, man. Uh, I know you got some shows coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, so let us know what's going on. Um, I am Jack Freeman on on Instagram, underscore Jack Freeman on Twitter. Follow me there. We're doing um, Trez Art and Wine Bar every second and fourth Saturday of the month. Uh, get your tables now because they do get they do get uh, reserved pretty fast. Um, what else I got? Got a music announcement coming up soon. Got some things coming um, in the works. Uh, you should be able to see that in the next couple of days. Uh, what else we got coming on? Um, uh, if you're a Russian listener or uh, Eastern European listener, I'll be back in January. Uh, yeah, man. Everything is everything is uh, everything is looking up, man. So I appreciate you guys having me, dog. No problem, man. No problem. Like we said, anytime. Really appreciate you. Like we said, it's Jack Freeman, of course. And if if you fuck with the podcast, you already know where to find this shit. But of course, Spotify, Apple Music, all that stuff. So yeah, man. And we got to return with the Jack of All Trades podcast. When all I was just thinking about yeah. that too, man. We got to bring it back, but it, it's we got to figure something out because there there is yeah. new restrictions and shit going on. So all right, yeah. we're gonna figure it out. We're gonna figure <laughs> we, out. we gonna figure something out, man. All right, man. Appreciate you joining us, man. Take care. Hey, thank y'all. Y'all be cool. All right. Y'all know what that song means. It means it's about time to wrap this thing up. I want to thank our guest, uh, Jack, the talented Jack Freeman, for joining us, man. Of course, follow him on, on Twitter, Instagram. Stream his music. He got some shows coming up in Houston, so check it out and pre- pre-reserve your shit because, you know, our niggas be... Yeah. <laughs> And uh, also, we promised this at the beginning of the podcast, we're going to announce our winner of the Jim's and Juice and Skylab Studio Contest. Drum roll, please. Mm. <laughs> I don't have no drum roll effect, but the, uh, the winner is Derek Hamilton. Oh. At- <laughs> Gotta make this sound hype. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Derek Hamilton uh, at Koye the Great. Uh, you followed the instructions and you have won the contest, which means you win dun, 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 two hours of studio time at Skylab. One beat produced by Skylab producer Mike Kadawi a Jim's and Juice t-shirt and face mask, and most importantly, 
an interview with us on the Gems and Juice podcast. Yes, sir. Congratulations. Thank you for entering. Thank you for following the instructions. Some of y'all niggas tried, but y'all didn't follow the instructions, man. There was three steps. Yeah. Three. It wasn't rocket science, but some of y'all was fucking up. (laughs) So we was paying attention. We was paying attention. (laughs) Yes, you took the notes, you paid attention, and you actually did everything. So congratulations. And we'll be speaking to you soon. I don't know if we'll do that next week or when, but we'll figure something out, man. Mm -hmm. We'll send you your shit and all that stuff. So Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. Thank you again for Skylab for setting this all up. Thank you for Jasmine for doing a lot of the leg work behind the scenes and making it happen. You too, Figgy, you making it happen. And yeah, so enjoy. We'll, we'll try to do some more shit like this in the future as well. If not with Skylab, with somebody else too. So yeah, stay tuned, y'all. We're trying to up the, uh, the listener interaction part of this podcast and, and get y'all to win cool shit. So. Yeah. Who's on the podcast next week? We have any. Oh, we got my guy from Cleveland, Young Shank. I don't okay. know if you go by the name Young Shank now. He might have rebranded it. I, I, last time I checked his Instagram, it was RTN Shank. So I think okay. I think that stands for Real Trap Nigga Shank. <laughs> but um, okay, yeah, this is my guy, man. I I actually had a song with him. Cool dude. He he been through it all, man. So I can't wait to talk to him. See how he doing. Okay, I'm looking forward to it too now, man. Yeah, cool. The last time I lived in Cleveland, he actually went to jail. So, oh, I, yeah, so um, by the time he got out, I was here. So I think he got out maybe a year ago. But, okay. Um, super cool dude, man. He had a song. He won one of the first niggas with a song with Gucci Mane back Did in the day. Did he do a first day out when he got out? Probably so. Probably so. Oh, shit. That, that's, <laughs> like, that's like the new rapper thing. Oh, I got to do it first day out. First day out. <laughs> Free, <laughs> freestyle that I writ, wrote. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right. Looking forward to that, man. Thank you again for looking that up. And so, yeah, guys, stay tuned. We got more in store for you coming up. And keep it locked in. Mm-hmm.